All right, welcome back. Uh, this is going to be episode six of How We Seize It. We're going to cover uh, the Orville, uh, episode seven, eight, and nine. So uh, I guess this is How We Seize It with Steve and Noah. <laughs> we'll get that right one of these days, and uh, we're still the we're still trying to make this all work out right. We're still figuring it out. That's right. I don't know. I don't know if I, I want the first thing I say on on Mike to be my my name. Your name? Yeah, Steve is one of those names that. Kind of has. <laughs> you you got to get the E's in there. That's why. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. You got to make sure. And, and maybe that's what we'll do is we'll, we'll actually record an intro at some point with some really cool uh, intro music from Steve. <laughs> and uh, we'll get this going. But uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, hope this uh, uh, works out for you as, as an entertaining, um, informative uh, podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about these shows and then uh, give you our. Our review and on how we seize it. All right, so uh, so Steve, basically, what's what's been going on with you this week? Oh, that came out wrong. <laughs> so what's been going on with you this week? Uh, well, it's Valentine's uh, Day oh, yeah. weekend as well as President's Day weekend, so got a got a few extra days off in there. True. Not that we get days off for Valentine's right. Day, but but uh, I happen to have Friday and Monday off. I did some uh, work in the backyard. I, Poured some cement and and uh, repaired a fence, so nice. that was fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that being fun. I mean, as much as working can be fun, but yeah, no, I mean, when you're doing it for yourself, it's it's a different thing. And I, I well, it's been it's been one of those uh, projects that started where I just wanted to put it in a patio, but in order to do the <laughs> patio, I had to kind of well, because I built it built the deck, the right. patio was overgrown, so I pulled the brick out. And I got to figure out what to do with the brick. I decided I'm going to make that into a barbecue. Uh, but I got to lay the lay the stones on the patio. I got to move the dirt because you got to dig down around five inches to, to to put the the gravel in and the stone and stuff. But then where do you put the dirt? <laughs> it's not that's not easy. So then so my wife suggested building a like a, a tall flower flower bed, oh, yeah, raised yeah. flower bed. So I did that and then. Uh, Put the dirt into the flower bed. It actually worked out pretty nice, but uh, then I just had to lay the the the, some, the concrete slab on where I'm going to build the build the barbecue uh, gotcha. prior to putting the stone down because it takes up some of the space of the patio. So it's just a lot of a lot of connecting the dots. And, and so, so the the no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> well, uh, like oh that's great. Now you have to do this, and once you do that, you're going to have to do this. Um, yeah, it's called owning a home. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, most of the time that's how our projects go at home too. Uh -huh. It's like, oh, that leads to that. Oh, and now you got to do that. I'm like, man, that's why I don't like doing them anymore. <laughs> I got my my to do list, and I don't want to add more. I have to figure every, out everything as I'm going. So it's like, okay, I got to pour yeah. cement. Let's see, what do I got to do for that? Hit Google, and okay, how's what's the best no, way? Well, how do you, yeah. that's cool though. Yeah. And so one of the, one of my uh, my little things that I like to do when I'm doing these home project is. Um, I always try and turn it into a way to buy a new tool <laughs> so that I can get my tool, uh, you know, uh, ownership up. Yep. So it's like, well, ha, you know, if I had this, it'd be easier. And actually, it's funny. I did windows. Uh, I replaced windows or I started to replace windows um, in the girls' rooms. And uh, I ended up buying a tool to do that. Um, it still turned out to be too much of a job for me. So I had to hire someone come in. It was a nightmare. But I got this really cool tool yeah, that I ended up tool. using for some other stuff, and it, it was kind of cool. Go. So uh, I didn't, I got a new tool and didn't even do half the work. But it also cost me a shit ton of money. So, 
Cool. Uh, what'd you do this weekend? So this weekend for me was kind of kind of inspired by you in a way. Um, Pliny the the younger is the the events going on around um, Sonoma County. There's a there's always a uh, it's like a yearly release. It's like a two year release of this. Yeah, we talked Pliny. about this last time, and uh, exactly. Yeah, so I had you. never partaken in it. And so you had uh, prejudged the beer, hadn't you? I did. I well, I had had Pliny the Elder and didn't care for it. Um, it was also quite a few years ago. I think my taste buds have maybe changed somewhat. Pliny the uh, Elder being Elder. a double IPA, right? A little definitely more bitter than the uh, than the triple IPA, which is the right. Pliny the Younger. That's their an- annual event, right? It's a costlier beer to make, and I don't think they make any profit on it. From, they say as they far don't as sales. Well, <laughs> as far as how much, uh, right? How much, uh, Attention the, the oh yeah gets, well it gets, it gets uh, people from yeah. I mean you got people coming from out of state to yep. come and take it yep. which it's it's really cool so um, I uh, I uh, wanted to um, try this out and how it all started was is so Friday um, having Valentine's Day off with my wife uh, we got driving around for some reason I can't even remember what we were doing here going here and there. Uh, she's like, well, I, I was going to get you a, a Valentine's present. I'm like, okay, cool. So she was, uh, we're driving and she, we stopped by Three Disciples, which is another tap room brewery. So I was going to get you a Three Disciples shirt. I'm like, oh, sweet. Well, while I'm here, I'm going to have a taster. And they just happen to have their triple. <laughs> so uh, I had their triple and I was like, well, that's, that's pretty good. And I was like, well, if that one's that good, maybe, maybe Pliny's not so bad. So later that night, we ended up going to the, the Russian River Brewery. Um, in Windsor, the new big one, uh, with some of our friends, we met them up there, uh, when they got off work and, uh, we stood in line for two hours, got in and, and got our food and beer and stuff. And I was, I was really pleasantly surprised with it. It, it turned out really good. So we had, I had two beers. I think, um, Jeremy and Renee each had a beer or two. I think Jeremy had two, Renee had one cause she was going to drive. Uh, Alyssa didn't have any, but. Um, she still got her wristband so that mm-hmm. we could get the bottles. Yeah. And so we bought the bottles. And so now tonight I'm having another Pliny. We'll uh, we'll put a picture of uh, that up on the, the Facebook page. Yeah, this is the first year they've ever sold bottles. You yeah. have to go to the brewery and, and stand in line. Uh, but they bottled it in pint pint bottles and they'll sell you two uh, yeah. at, at, while you're there. And so... Yeah. Um, I am. I opened one of one of my bottles up as well. So, it doesn't really relate to the Oroville. There are actually no. plenty of drinks that <laughs> I could have referenced, but but it would have, it would have meant going out and buying a bottle of bourbon or a Chardonnay right. or something like that. And and since this is here, and um, I just spent a bunch of money on my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a good beer though. Um, I think it's a little better straight from the tap than it is from the bottle. I can already taste a slight difference, uh-huh. um, but it's not it's not bad. Uh, so we did that, but then <laughs> I had two, thir- you know, triple A uh, IPAs. I'm like, well, I, there's more around here. I gotta, I gotta have some more. So we ended up going to Fog Belt Saturday night with our friends again, and um, I think you guys, yeah, you guys joined us yep. for that one and uh, had theirs. Uh, it's okay. Uh, it's it's not as good as the other two, I don't think. Um, but yeah, we had some we had some beers there. Then went home, played some games. And then on Sunday, we went out to the shooting range, did that, and then on the way home, uh, we ended up going to Three, three Disciples, Disciples again. again. Yeah, invited, but, uh, <laughs> and uh, from Three Disciples, after having... I had three of them there. I, <laughs> yeah. Um, it turned out to be a bad idea to have three. 
uh, but I wouldn't know that for another couple hours. That's you know we I, I met you up on Saturday and we went to Fog Belt and had some had some beers. But then Sunday when you invited me out yeah. again, I thought, man, I could I could stop what I was doing in the backyard. <laughs> but then that means that I'm going to get behind on watching Orville, and there's no way I'm going to come back to this work. And, <laughs> yeah. and I'm, I was still feeling it oh, from yeah. the beer from the. Oh, we, from the day before, we so, sat at. So it, I thought I think I made the right call. It sounds yeah. Like. We we, st- we sat at Three Disciples for a, a good couple hours, uh-huh. probably two hours. But then we walked down to Third Street to get some food because uh-huh. Three Disciples doesn't have food, and they had a a, uh, a triple. <laughs> Where's so where where at, at Third Street Illworks? Third Street Illworks. Oh, they got a triple. Yeah, know. it's not very good at okay. all. Even Jeremy didn't. I mean, he ordered it and maybe took a sip or two. Oh wow, it was bad. Um, but I, I, they did have, it's called 99 Problems, but Hazy isn't one of them. <laughs> that is really good. Okay. So I had that. Um, got home. I, I was very tipsy by the time I got home. Um, but it was it was a fun. I was fine until the car ride. And then it hit me. I don't know. Something about the car ride just get me. Melissa was driving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's I drive by Braille. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I don't drink and drive. Uh, Alyssa was driving, and she doesn't drink beer, so we're good there. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what I did this weekend. Was uh, I drink about a gallon and a half of beer? Um, so uh, not my best choices ever. But and now we're uh, following up with a, <laughs> with a, a beer a of Planet of the Under, yeah. which. Which again, I guess is like ten point five. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, that's the thing with those triples is man, the the alcohol the alcohol content is super high. Yeah, it's like a wine almost. But like I said, the three uh, the three disciples one was super good. I could I could drink that all day long. It was really good. Uh, Jer- they have one that's a, a double that Jeremy really liked when we were there too. Um, but yeah, so that that was it. That was all the right. weekend. That and I watched some more Orville so I can get uh get up on it. And with that, we're going to jump right into uh, Orville Episode 7, Majority Rule. Majority Rule, that's right. Yeah. Uh, director is uh, Tucker Gates. Um, this is the seventh episode in, in Season 1. Um, it's a, it's a interesting. I think it, it follows along with everything we've seen so far in the first six, that there is some kind of social issue um, in it. <laughs> Which I think is is kind of cool. Social commentary that yeah, they 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 back to our our, our uh, world in yeah. this case yeah yeah quite a reflection in social. They media. definitely make a a go at it, go at it in this one where we'll see a little bit later in some of these episodes. I don't I think they fall away from it some. This was written by Seth MacFarlane. Uh, the script yeah. was, and uh, he said it was based on a book called uh, "So You've Been Publicly Shamed" by John Ronson. Oh, interesting. Um, and uh, I have a little bit more information on on his writing of it, but when when we get to a line that that that, that I'm going to wait on. Okay. The, so, okay, the opening shot. You, you remember the opening shot? It starts uh, in this other world as uh, oh, so an alarm the, 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 goes yeah. off, and it's this. Well, first it, start, it starts with a, a lens flare coming from a window, mm-hmm. and so who do you think of when you when you hear lens flare? J.J. Abrams. J.J. <laughs> Abrams. Now, did, now who, what J.J. Abrams did the, the first uh, uh, Star Trek, or at least the one... Right, uh, the, 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 the latest reboot movie. Yep, yep. And so I almost think that was a call out to J.J. Abrams saying, we hear you and we're going to throw a little bit of your uh, your uh, flair into, into our, our show. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's funny. 
And but I felt, you know, then it pans over to this very angelic young woman in white, you know, waking up, uh, and uh, and then and then of course it cuts to her brushing her teeth with an electric toothbrush. Yeah, which was a. <laughs> I think it's just kind of showing. I think it's this to me was them uh, doing like, okay, we're gonna you know live in the day in the life of this is kind of how they get yep. start their day, because it goes from her brushing her teeth and into. Uh, the kitchen where she's like doing her breakfast and she's got like it looks like an iPad essentially in the background like a little TV yeah and it's showing well it's showing a, a it's like a morning breakfast show yeah yeah exactly I think they call it the breakfast show and she's talking to someone on the phone right not really paying attention to the show and the interesting thing on that show is they have the uh, on the bottom is the up and down buttons with like the scroll going past and they yeah. and they call that oh, what is it it's the master feed yeah right and so uh and she, right away, you get a sense that this world is based on, or, or, or some, well, it, it reminds you of social media right off yeah. the bat. Um, well, and then if you listen to the, the background, they're talking about the guy, he's supposedly apologizing for something. And they, I think it's actually the two guys that. We'll find out yeah, later that it happens. It's two guys, and, they, and they're apologizing for what they did. And the, the announcer is kind of like, uh, you don't really sound, you know, it almost, almost negative, you know, almost like combative with them mm -hmm. and uh, that comes up later too in something else and so yeah so she's not even really paying attention she gets off the phone and she goes over and she goes uh these guys and hits she, oh she makes she, a comment that guy's got funky looking eyes she says weird eyes kind of shady yeah and she it, clicks down vote she has no idea what he did exactly but she makes a vote based on his <clears throat> eyes and i wonder if there was some sort of uh drawing Comparison, just the fact that they the, the the first shot it shows, and she's very attractive, uh, angelic looking looking mm -hmm. woman opening up, young young woman uh, waking up, and then you draw parallels to her uh, judgment uh, to these guys like having weird eyes, you know, and I, I wonder if that's just a reflection sometimes of, of beauty and how that plays. Uh, Maybe I I didn't really look into it too much <laughs> with that, but uh, no, what I got was though is. She didn't pay any attention to what was really going on, yeah. listen to even what they were saying, and just based it off of yep. a physical appearance and kind of the, oh, it looks like everybody else doesn't like them kind of thing. So, yeah, so that was that was kind of, that's that's how that went. Uh, then we, we uh, cut from that, and it goes up to the Orville. And they're, um, I think it's, they're right off the bat is they're in front of the big, the main viewing screen with the planet on on the screen and talking about it's a uh, very similar to earth 20 you know two, 2001 or two, 20,000 or yeah I don't remember what the year they said but essentially calling it out as us directly <laughs> yeah um, yeah basically say this is like a cloned world or, yeah. or it just it, it grew the same way um, but they also got they, they got a message uh, I can't remember if it came through from the uh, it came through from an admiral or something or that it may have just been in red off that they had two um, archaeologists is what they called them I believe okay um, that had lost contact they yeah. had lost contact with them over a month ago and and they were there to investigate that essentially so that's when they get into. They start putting on the clothes, the the street clothes. Yeah, and they got their their away team is uh, trying to disguise themselves. Yeah, um, and uh, <laughs> what is Alon asked to wear some weird funky hat because she has to cover up her... Yeah, uh, her, well, and this is where or, some of... So, uh, one of the things I like to do is I go on IMDb and I, I read people's 
re reviews and, and what they say. And some people were really were really criticizing, like, how did you go from you've got this little transponder that can make you look like the krill, but you can't do that with you know her. She has to wear a hat. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. Like people were like, I know. think I saw that comment, and then there was another comment that defended it. It's almost like like uh, like some people are calling him out, and other people are giving him excuses. Like where 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 that tech worked on this on this uh, ship because of this this and this, mm -hmm. whereas it wouldn't have worked on the planet. So I, so there's 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 criticisms and there's defenders, but yeah, it is what it is. It, I, I I'm not trying. You could point plot holes at all of these so mm -hmm. much if you really wanted to. But I'm not watching them for that. I'm not watching this for like I, you gotta you gotta fill every pothole. You gotta make everything seamless. No, I just entertain me. Give me some sci-fi. Give me some funny. It's it to me. It's not a distraction when they have those right. sort of holes in this type of of a show. It's, exactly. It's, it doesn't take itself that seriously. And <laughs> unlike like 1917, where we talked about that. Right. And and that's one where you don't want some plot holes. I don't want plot holes. No, I, I think authenticity is a big thing yeah. that makes that one work. Yeah, this is and, not and that. This is more. We're gonna poke some fun at some stuff. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do some fun with it. Now, and that's where when they're trying them on, you got uh, Lieutenant Lamar, and he's got to wear the skinny jeans. Right. And you know they're cracking jokes about that, and he's like, "Yeah, if I gotta scratch my balls, I gotta reach in my back pocket." So I'm gonna give himself a vasectomy. By yeah, down well, that was the, yeah she, when they're in the when yeah. the shuttle going down, and he's like, "Why are you sitting like that?" Because he like sitting super straight up and like really far forward. It's like because if I lean back, I'm gonna give myself a vasectomy. I, that that to me was pretty funny. I, I thought he did a really good job in that part of it. I got some critiques and some criticisms of some stuff. Later through it, not by the actor, but I think how they wrote him. Okay. Um, but I thought that all played out really well. It, it was right in line with his character. And the other stuff kind of is, too, in line with the character they've set up. But I think it's a failure of the writers in general. Um, but we'll, we'll, come, we'll come to okay. that. Um, well, you know, there's one thing that's said at the end of that scene. Um, for, well, first, uh, uh, to get money. And, right. Uh, they don't know what it is. Yeah, what's this? And what does Captain Mercer said? He says, you give it to people and they give you stuff or they do stuff. I thought that, that his definition of that was so just straightforward and, and uh, amusing just in, yeah. in, its, in its simplicity. And that's right. not all it is. It's, right, yeah. Well, it's funny, though, that, that, that they don't need it and use it, essentially. Yeah. You know, which it, <laughs> it brings up a conversation we had. Uh, not too long ago um, about the whole Wesley Crusher um, Will Wheaton thing where he wanted a raise after the first like an actual Will Wheaton the, the actor wanted a raise and they said well we'll give you we'll give you a, a promotion on the show right <laughs> well then you're like okay that comes with you know comes with a promotion on the show and it's like well that'd be more money on the show not real life but which is funny but then I was like Wait, they don't use money either on the show, so even a promotion doesn't get you. But yeah, script. That's just a little <laughs> offshoot of that. I thought that was kind of funny. They end the scene with uh, Captain Mercer says, "Alara, do something about that nose, will you?" Yeah. Now, did that did that line strike you a little bit out of place? Okay, to me it did a little bit. Just seemed it seemed like stand out. Like what what what's that about? So, so it didn't pay anything at that point. I, I thought about it, and one of the things when I watched this episode, it reminded me of uh, one of the episodes on Black Mirror. You know Black Mirror. So a lot of people called this out. Okay, well, so that one's called. Well, first off, that one's called Nosedive. 
Oh. So I think, I think he was throwing a nod to it. Because according to what I read, he wrote it. He wrote the, the screenplay about five months before uh, no. that Black Mirror episode came uh-huh. out. Now, this wasn't... The, this show didn't come out until right. later. Uh, but he actually wrote it before, and he wrote it based on that book. So I think I think he probably threw that line in there just to kind of call out, yeah, I know... You know, maybe... I, I might be wrong, but no, no, it just that... stood out a little bit odd that, that I thought, I thought um, you know, maybe... I you know I would love to see that if that's the case because I know um, it's funny um, in these next three episodes I read the reviews and in this episode there was there was like fifty or sixty reviews and a lot of them are negative like oh he just ripped off Black Mirror oh plagiarism and all this really okay. really being assholes about it kind of really calling them out and and in the next ones there's not there's down like nineteen seventeen reviews so not as many but a lot of people really wanted to to hammer on the fact oh he did it first and then a lot of people go yeah well you know what they did this on Star Trek the Next Generation they also did this <laughs> in Doctor Who they did you know it goes so Black Mirror isn't even the first one to do it so shut your fucking pie hole uh, yeah and so I, I was like I was like to me I was like Here's the thing. It is so hard to write anything 100% original anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, and he even said he wrote it based on a book. So right. So he wasn't, he wasn't claiming to have come up with the idea himself. Right. Um, well, and, and this, is not, this is not something like, oh, that's so imaginative. You really just thought, oh, this is what we're living. It's not that imaginative. And it's not like, oh, well, three years ago we weren't living like, no, this has been going <laughs> on for a while, buddy. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, matter of fact, one person said, yeah, it'd be like living a life uh, life by Reddit. <laughs> you know? And I was like, ah, perfect. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, then we get into their – they get down to the, the planet, um, which I thought they did a pretty good job. I mean, it, it looks like it could be a different world, new planet, but it looks similar. And a lot of people called it out. Yeah, and they even have Priuses. <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, what's what's uh, uh, what's his name? Lamar mm-hmm. says uh, maybe there's a, a Bustin' Jeeber walking around somewhere. Oh right, yeah. Um, and so you know, I know Justin Bieber, but Bustin' Jeeber, I wasn't quite sure of the reference, so I I googled it. <laughs> so the number one Google hit is the Urban Dictionary definition of oh, no. Bustin' Jeeber. I wrote it down here just to share it with our audience. <laughs> Uh, uh, Bustin' Jeeber is a complex sex move in which one dresses up as an androgynous 15-year-old lesbian then sings obnoxious pop songs in a high-pitched nasally voice before busting a nut in the face of teenage America. So, I don't know if that's what they were (laughs) referencing or not, but that's... uh, I hope it was. I really do. (laughs) I really hope that's what he was doing, because that's funny as hell. Oh, man. That was great. (laughs) That's so funny. Um... Yeah, so we get them. They're walking around. Uh, First thing we see is people. um, You see a guy uh, getting out of a cab and talking to another guy. Like, oh, hey, how's it going? And, you know, he pushes the the green button and he gives him another compliment. Another guy. And then we get a a grandma giving her her granddaughter ice cream. And the mom's like, well, what do you say? And she's, thank you. She's like, no, what do you do? (laughs) You know, and she gives her grandma uh, an upvote. And then a guy spills coffee. They run into each other and spills coffee. And then the guy gives them a down vote. So right off the bat, they really play up these button that everybody are wearing on their, their yeah. chest. Um, which our, our away team doesn't have just yet. And they come along and um, I think they... 
they ask a news guy, like a, a street news vendor, you know, magazine, had they seen, you know, they have the pictures of the, the archaeologist. That's and, when you find out that they're the two guys that were on the breakfast show. Right. Because he's like, oh, those are the pictures yeah. of the guys. So we know we know their fate, too, because yeah. we already found out that... Well, that's right, but we didn't go into that yeah. part. No, it, it, it's... Well, it kind of plays into it a little bit, so we'll talk about that after this. Um, they, they, the guy goes, well, where's your badges, right? And she's, they're like, um, I, I left mine at home, and the, you know, I think Alara's like, they're in my other pants or whatever, and like, you guys can't walk around, and so he sells them these, like, bootleg, yep. bootleg badges, which, which is kind of funny, like, uh, later on you find out that, you know, everybody gets one when they turn 18, and you're like, why would you need a bootleg badge, but... Then I started thinking about it a little bit. Of, when we get later into this, you'll find out, and it's like, now I can see why people would want a bootleg badge. I, there'd probably be a huge market for it, because if you got so many badges, you would just... Well, yeah, there's that one lady that walks into the coffee shop and wants a cup of tea, and they won't sell it to her because she's got... Over 500,000 500, yeah, uh, down votes, and she says, it was for my 20s when I was... <laughs> yeah. Which I thought, and then, the, yeah, the, well, there's that. there's a whole scene in there, too, that's mm -hmm. kind of... Yeah, so uh, let's get back to the archaeologists. I, I don't remember if it's before they hit the ground or, or not, but they uh, they get to the point where they have the their their votes are up almost to a million, right? And they're walking them down like this hallway. Ten million. Ten million? Is it ten million? Yeah, well, it's one million to be arrested, and we'll find that out. Okay. Later. One million down votes, and then it becomes a crime. Right. Uh, and then ten million, and you become... Lobotomized, right? Yeah, yeah. Fixed, uh, yeah. What are they corrected? Corrected, corrected is the word. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Someone made a, a reference to it as where uh, lobotomizing equals political correctness. And I was like, oh, that's that's pretty sharp. Anyways, these guys are walking down this. You know, they got the guards behind them. It looks like being walked down to kind of death row almost. Yeah. And one guy snaps and takes off running down the hall, and they shoot him in the back. Yeah, um, and then the other guy ends up getting sat in the chair, and then they do the final vote, whatever, and he ends up going over the ten million, yeah. and and they they fry his head, which at the at that time they don't really explain it that it's just a, a lobotomized situation, it, you know, they don't really explain it. You don't know if he yeah, it looks like he's getting the electric chair. Yeah, that's what I would thought at first too. So kind of kind of interesting how that how that played out. Yeah, so then we get our we're down the the way crew gets there. Their bootleg badges, mm -hmm. and then they're walking, and uh, Lamar starts joking around, or I can't remember if it was him directly, but joking with Alara about uh, maybe you can find a guy here, you know, because uh, I guess uh, her last boyfriend didn't work out. Oh, right, because she overpowered and she was too strong, or that, or that was a question. And then, yeah, and then she says, "Oh no, it was he. He, he was too he, grindy. He was too grindy, or it's his dance moves." Or yeah. <laughs> So then, then Lamar goes, well, what is too grindy? Yeah. And then he starts doing a dance, and he ends up dancing on a statue, which to me was, I understand why they did it, to get it on the show, to get it happen, and to make this whole episode work, but it also was just kind of, it seems like a weird... You, see, you thought it seemed out of character? Yeah, I did yeah. a little bit. Like, I could see him joking around, but not jumping up on the statue, and, and it got a little funky with that, and that's... And one of the criticisms that I read in, in, in some of the critiques and stuff was that uh, once one guy called out, he goes, oh, yeah, you nailed all the the uh, typical black uh, attributes, you know, like him acting up and this. And 
acting up over here and you know it's kind of like really played up and i don't i don't think that was it and i didn't see it as that as much but i could see where they made him really they didn't make him an intelligent guy they made him really dumb throughout this episode yeah where you know everything's a joke or everything's like you know i hear they that that might change later I oh yeah I no seen, well I, even in other episodes he hasn't i mean he's made jokes and he's been kind of that that laid back guy but he's never been dumb in this one, they kind of made him dumb. I thought I thought I read something where they said in later episodes that he comes out the fact that he's smarter than he ever led to believe. Oh, that's possible to too. So, um, but I, I I agree that a lot of these characters are written pretty two dimensionally, almost like um, you know the Next Generation. Those were they they were they were written to as as kind of like. Fill in the fill in the blanks. You know, let's start with a kind of a two dimensional clean slate and and grow through the episodes. But you risk you risk kind of wobbling the characters a little bit, not quite yeah. getting a handle on it until maybe a, a couple season in seasons. I agree in, with that. Which seemed to happen with Next Generation. They solidified the characters a little more. I do agree with that, but I think and maybe this was because they were trying to make it a comedy. Yeah, that they made them a little awkward. Okay, like a little. It, it was just a little crunchy. Yeah. Right. Um, so, anyways, then they start videotaping him, like you know, like today. Everybody's got their phone out, and, and all of a sudden he's going viral, yep. and and uh, you know, so you know, there and then um, uh, Kelly Grayson, Captain Commander Grayson, was telling him, "Knock that off, get down. What are you doing? We're That's supposed to be undercover." And so, yeah. and so, okay. So then they end up going and they find a coffee shop or a cafe, I think they call it. They go in, and this is where we meet one the the girl from earlier. She's behind the bar at the the cafe, and uh, they they ask if they if she had seen. Actually, I don't even know if they had got that off yet. But she comes up, and immediately she's kind of taken back by not taken back, but more like you can see her. She looks at Grayson and and Alara kind of normal, and then she sees John and uh, Lamar, and all of a sudden she's like, "Oh, hey, you know, like, oh, you're cute," kind of, and she reaches over and pushes us up. Um, upvote, yeah, upvote. Just out of the blue, she goes, "Oh, that was really forward." Which to me, I was like, "Yeah, that kind of was." And he's like, "Oh," when she made the joke, he's like, "Yeah, no, I was hoping to get poked by someone today." <laughs> Which because they still don't understand the whole upvote downvote thing, right? And so that was kind of a you know a weird introduction, but it, it's really interesting how her character flips um, with this, where all of a sudden she thinks right. she thinks she's really attractive and all this, and is all interested. And then as they're talking and they're asking about the, the archaeologist who she says, oh, yeah, everybody knows them. Um, all of a sudden, Lamar's up on the big screen and they're talking about, oh, this guy disgraced this, you know, statue and doing all this. And they put out his badge number and all of a sudden his badge just starts like downvotes, just trickling in. And, like, and she's like, oh, what's going on? And immediately she flips to like, ugh. <laughs> you know, she goes from, oh, you're super hot to ugh. Just from other downvotes. Well, they've got a they've got another story going on in the background. You see you see some news feeds, and I'm not sure if it's right here or maybe right before this or, or a little bit after. But they're talking about some sort of can contamination going on. It's it's a news feed. Oh, I must and have one that. of the so and one of the. Uh, it's, it's like a little talk show where we're talking about this contamination. Aren't you concerned about this contamination? And the person says, no, it's okay. 70% have voted that assessment false. Oh. I mean, facts are facts. He's basically saying <laughs> that the vote is equates the fact. to facts. Oh. Which, 
is is just right there. It highlights exactly what this whole society is about. Right. Not, I miss that completely. Yeah. That's awesome that you picked that up. That's um, really good. It kind of it kind of you know from a from a Let me political ask. perspective, I, I'm thinking is alternative facts. You know, right? Oh, yeah. this thing about alternative facts, which I, I don't want to go down that road uh, <laughs> because of false news. Because of politics, yes. But it it certainly shows how opinion oh. can sway. Oh, 100 uh, things. And, well, that's what this whole. That's really what this episode's about. Now, I got to ask, so did you pick that up because you had the subtitles on? Um, I might have. Okay, because I, I still haven't done that yet, and, and that's <laughs> that's on me, and I, I need to do that maybe, because that's, that's a good pickup. Um, so yeah, then, uh, uh, then uh, you know, oh, this is, uh, I think this is right before, right before this all happened is when the lady came in with the... The grandma, you know, looks like a sweet old grandma who just wants to get some tea. And uh, the barista just gives her the evil eye. Like, uh, you got to get out of here. You're over 50,000 vote, down votes. And it's, it says right on the vault, wall, uh, will not serve over 50,000 votes. No exceptions. I think it's 500,000. 500,000. Yeah. My, my numbers are off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could be wrong too. but I, I Well, no, I think you're right. It's 50,000 or something. Okay. <laughs> it's something. It's a number. That these people are above or below, um, that made it all work, and that's that's where <laughs> we're gonna leave it. So, um, but yeah, so but it was just kind of one of those like, she she just treated her by her her number. It set her mood right off the bat. Yeah, and so um, that was kind of weird. I uh, look was looking a little bit into the whole uh, idea. What facts got me thinking <laughs> about um, a comic strip? From a while ago, and so I did a little hunting. You ever you ever read the Oatmeal comic strip online? Mm. Um, Mike, uh, I was shaking my head. No, Matthew Einan, <laughs> I, I believe is the, but he he's got a a, a pretty hilarious um, comic strip that he does online. Um, but he did a whole uh, comic on the backfire effect. So do you know what the backfire effect is? Backfire effect. There, there's the a misconception that when your beliefs are challenged with facts, mm. you alter your opinions and incorporate the new information into your thinking. Sounds reasonable, right? Okay, right. but the truth is, when your deepest convictions are challenged by contrary evidence, your beliefs get stronger. It's this. It's a backfire mm. effect where if you're faced with with something you go that totally goes, you go on the defense, and 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 I think I think we're seeing that in this society too with with how. You know, seventy-four percent have voted that assessment false. <laughs> right, it becomes a fact, and and and, and they talk about that later on. They really do talk about because um, that's one of the things that uh, during this they kind of do these back and forth up to the Orville, mm -hmm. where Grayson's talking through the communicator to to the bridge and stuff like that, and they talk about um, Isaac calls out this. Um, uh, Oh, it's like a pure democracy or altruistic democracy or something, something in mm -hmm. that aspect where it's just like. You know, he explains what it is, and then they're like, uh, they were talking about maybe it's later where they're talking about um, the the whole everybody gets a voice kind of thing. Yeah, and, and well, and, and and Isaac says very very straightforward. He says, "I think you're confusing opinion with knowledge." Right. Yeah. I think that's I, I thought I thought the way he phrased that was just perfect, yeah. which reminded me of Star Trek uh, when uh, uh, Doctor Pulaski is. Uh, calling data data and and he says why do you keep calling me that and she says well it's your name isn't it <laughs> and uh and he's my name is data 
And she says, data, data, what's the difference? He says, one is my name. The other is not. And then he turns, turns back to his business. And she's just like, whoa. Yeah. Just that's a good one. That's good. <laughs> and and that's kind of the way Isaac, the way he just says, I think yeah. you're confusing opinion with knowledge, where he just basically shuts down I think this the is, whole basis of what their yeah. society is. That happens on. later on, I think. And, and I think maybe even the one I'm thinking of is, but I know there's an interaction when they first talk about it. Okay. And uh, I think they're explaining how everybody has a vote or everybody has a voice. Um, and uh, it's uh, Bordas who's like, he's like, a voice is, is earned, not given. Yeah. And uh, that's another mm-hmm. good one, too. And I thought that was kind of cool. So there, there's some good bits and pieces in here of like how things should be. And I think yeah. they wrap it up really good. And we'll I, get there I thought eventually. This, inter- this episode overall was, was pretty entertaining, but I, I like this sort of where it kind of takes you with, with thoughts and ideas. And, and it's a little tricky because you're dealing with a lot of it in our, you know, in this, our society. This one but, I think is one that I can see why people don't like it if they don't want to deal with what's, what's really being talked about. They can, I can see this being an unentertaining even. I think episode. this is one of the most highest rated ones as far as the viewership. It, it's possible, one. yeah. I believe uh, it. And uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, it, to mm-hmm. me, it was one of the ones, that, even with all the, the silliness that happened or the things that I didn't agree with and thought were awkward. This I get little, what you're saying about that. It, um, the characters yeah. were a little two-dimensional with the way they were written, almost like they were trying to force this narrative. Yeah. So anyways, uh, they end up trying to take off, after, off out of this cafe to get mm-hmm. away. Right, yeah. and as they're leaving, they get they're just getting surrounded. Some guy goes, "Oh, hey, there he is!" And then just all of a sudden, this mob's coming around him. Yeah, and uh, some guy reaches over and hits a down button, and Lara almost whoops his ass. <laughs> you know, she goes into straight, you know, protective mode, which I thought was cool. I, I love, <laughs> I love her. She's probably my favorite. I'm not gonna lie, um, just because she's so tiny and, mm-hmm. and cute that you, you don't expect her to just have that bulldog mentality yeah. and she shows it and, and it's a great job she's not on the series anymore is she um she, she, i think she leaves in season two yeah or, yeah, okay. yeah. I, I have not i've only seen up to what we've we, we reviewed they do a great she, story as to why so she has okay. a chance to come back okay all right we'll see I, yeah yeah no no spoilers here but it, <laughs> this is no, it's all good okay. <laughs> anyway so there's gonna be spoilers in these reviews That's yeah <laughs> The way we're doing them, we're just telling the stories. Yeah, we're telling you how we see it every step of the way. <laughs> Future, past, and present. Um, so, yeah, then the, the, the cops show up to uh, arrest him because uh-huh. he, he, he got over so many downvotes. Um, and then uh, they take them off. And uh, that's when, you know, she talks back up to the bridge um, and talks about uh, Commander Grayson talks to Mercer and explains what's going on and then he you know they cut to a scene where he's talking to an admiral and telling him what's going on <laughs> and he and he's like he's your your man was doing what with a statue it's like like what the hell kind of crew do you have <laughs> um drops it drops it like okay well we can't let you interfere with them he's just gonna have to figure it out and, and right. get through it through their system yep and so he dug his own yeah. mess he's got to fix it so right there we're like okay shit this is all going to play out there's no rescue mission there's mm-hmm. nothing and and so um, the next thing they cut to is um, Lamar sitting kind of like what you would see like an old detective show he's at the desk right it looks like he's in a police station and yeah. he's meeting with uh, with a with a. well he asks him are you like my lawyer well that yeah it looks yeah. like he's meeting with his lawyer and that's kind of how he thinks about it 
and the guy's talking to him and, and he does he, and he's trying to explain things to him and he's like well weren't you my lawyer and he's like what yeah, like he, he doesn't know the word yeah. he's like no I'm your public uh, publicity officer yeah <laughs> you, you, yeah and uh, your publicity officer yeah he says one million down votes that means it's a crime against the state yeah so that's you, you get a sense of their system of law right there it's just one, it's all about voting. And, right. And, and now Which, we're going to launch into your apology tour. Right, the apology tour. So this is where uh, some other people had a problem with it. They're talking about like, and this is where you have to put in a sense of disbelief of our, of our real reality of saying, okay, because in this, in this situation. What, what do you mean people had a problem with it? How, what? Because you're saying that can't, that can't be, you can't run a world like that. And we're like, fuck, no reason. No, you can't. We, we know that. That there's a reason that you can't do that because it puts a murderer no, but this is, at the same as someone who this is, this is putting a, uh, dances on a statue. This is yeah, this is putting a portion of our society into a petri dish. No, no, I'm seeing what happens. I know that, yeah, and well, you know ugh. that. But that's what some people were having problems with. They're saying, well, no, this puts a murderer or a, you know, a rapist or someone that's doing stuff like that at the same level as. And I was like, well, yes, but that's not what the show's about. We're not we're not trying to give you true real drama. You know this isn't uh, CSI space. You know this is this is this is a alternate well, look at things. Well, I think it's very fair when we look at different cultures. I, I think some people are naive enough to think that that when we believe something and then we go to another culture and they don't believe it, that we can convince them right. that that our way makes sense and you try to reason with them and stuff like that. But when but again when, when So that's our actually part of this this episode too. Mm-hmm. Like when they're like um okay, spoiler for later in the, the episode, they, they bring the one girl up. Right. Right? And and they're like trying to explain to her, right, this this isn't the way it should be, you know. You you have to you can have an opinion about someone, but it needs to be an informed opinion. It doesn't it doesn't just off the cuff like she did earlier, and I think that's why they showed that earlier. Mm-hmm. That um, you know you can't just oh I don't like that down button get rid of you right. So that's not always the case, which is what I think they were trying to do with this episode is to show the folly in that is that you know we get a lot of this. Uh, matter of fact, this is this is huge in our in our culture right now where you get edited videos to only show the narrative that they want yeah. right there's a lot of a lot of the the crimes that happen a lot of attacks and a lot of things like that or or people doing things where you only see after effects and it's and it's edited exactly like like you might see something where say there's a guy that all of a sudden gets combative with someone and all this and, and you're like oh what a jick what did you but you don't see what led up to that yeah, and well, so, it's like signing a petition. You know, you have someone come up to you here, sign my petition, and they give you a spiel on what it's all about, and you get one point of view. Yes, and it's like, oh, that you know, you listen to it, that sounds reasonable. Here, give me that. I'm going to sign it, and then you run into someone else that gives you the opposite. Well, point. You go, oh, my God, that makes more sense. And then you sign that, and then you suddenly realize that you're. That's stuck all with of the political commercials going on right now, and right? Yeah, you try to. That's, try that's to, all it is. Is like I'm going to tell you what makes me look good or what makes them look bad. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it, that's all it is. And that, and, okay, we're not going to go into politics right now with that, but that's kind of what they were trying to do. And so that, that happens a little bit later. Um, we do get into the, the apology tour, mm-hmm. right? And so this is one that made me mad. This, this, the beginning of this one made me mad. And 
and I see a lot of this in today's society. This is this is one where I kind of saw this is real true. So he goes on a show. I, I can't even remember what the name was. It the morning show or well, they have the breakfast show, and then they they have the oh, is, uh, then they have the uh, the. the well, it's the view. It's called the chat. The chat. The chat. But it's the very view. much like the view. The view is a perfect. <laughs> yeah. So they they go. They cut to these three women hosts, and they're just they just got this snottiness about them, and 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 yeah. they bring them out, and they're already got their nose turned up, and already like looking down their nose at him from fucking get go. And to me, that right away, it was like, fuck, that's just like all these other bullshit shows. And that's why I, I hate today's daytime TV, The View and all that. It's it's very negative. I don't, you know, I looked at it and it reminded me of The View, obviously, because that's, yeah. that's what I said. But I don't watch those shows. So, I don't watch them so either. But. To me, it's it's more conge- it's more what I hear. Yeah. And and I agree with you that that's, that's the way I hear it. But I don't know if I want to jump out and say... That that's necessarily most of what I've seen. That's I, how they because I haven't watched it. To, well, to what really I've just seen, like if you, I have, I haven't watched watched the view. Like I've never turned it on. <laughs> like should, I'm going to watch the fucking view. Oh god, on, let's, let's do the view. On <laughs> how he sees it on the view. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Okay. Can, no, on, we actually <laughs> should. We should. <laughs> if you're going to throw out an opinion on no, him. but I mean I've seen <laughs> clips of it where people go on or or little things. And but you see clips those that are framed in in these little clips. Well, no, I'm not. I'm saying more like a 10 minute clip. Okay. It's not just, but it, it is just sniping at each other and arguing. It's not even having a conversation. It is, big, and a lot of it is bullying. They jump and they 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 two or three of them jump and and will jump on one person. Nah, 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 nah. Sure. And it, it is fucking bullying, is what it is. You know, and, and I don't these, think I don't think these these are the shows. I think it began more with. You know, Donahue oh, merged yeah. into some of those uh, those talk shows. And, uh, well, because they had to sensationalize. Sensation- yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, they, and we used to have talk shows where they talked, and but they weren't getting the ratings because Jerry Springer came out and threw chairs at people. Or you know, right? Jerry Springer. That's that's, <laughs> that's a perfect one. Um, I think things have gone away from news and become more commentary and opinion. Yeah. Even even on the news, that's mm. that's those are the most successful news shows are the ones that are opinion right. driven, and uh, they always uh, present a point of view, and that point of view is has nothing to do with the news. It has to do with an opinion. Yeah. Yeah, so that I I didn't like this right off the bat where they. I mean, he tried to give an apology, and they're like. <laughs> And, and like, like as soon as he sat down, the one lady came over and she just got this snooty look about her and down. But I just had to do that. And the one, and you hear the one girl in the back go, "Amen." I was just like, "Oh, they were pushing your buttons." Oh, they were. I, I would have blown up that whole fucking studio. Uh, that, that they irritated me because, but maybe that's what they wanted. You know, maybe, maybe that's what their intent was. But it, I, I definitely think that they were trying to portray exactly what what gets people's yeah ire on on some of these shows. But um, I mean, and that's that's also kind of what this their everything seemed to be like. Yeah. So then they, they go back. They talk about go back to the bridge again, and they're talking. And this is, I think, where they get more the intrigue of like talking about how this world is and how it's uh, judged on uh, votes and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, What's his name? Uh, oh God, I can't think of his name. I'm horrible. Uh, the redhead guy, um, Malloy. Okay. He goes, oh, it's kind of like uh, ju- uh, Justice by American Idol. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. And he goes, ah, oh, dark times. <laughs> and I was like, that was pretty funny. Um, which I thought was it was pretty good. Um, let's see. 
So then we get we get through the first show. Uh, he basically gets a bunch more down votes. I think he ends up with at four hundred. Four hundred thousand, yeah. Four hundred thousand, well, yeah. He was close to four hundred thousand, yeah. He, and the publicity, uh, he's like, oh, well, not so bad. Yeah, we well, could, you could tell he's he says there's there's no uh, right way to do this. It's right. It's, it's, a, it's a learning curve. You got to figure it out as yeah. you go. So he didn't have necessarily the right answers and what to do because he yeah. kept suggesting things. Do you have a talent? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, which is funny. Uh, yeah, it's this whole like, how do we get people to like you rather than was what you did really wrong well right and that and that in the end that becomes their kind of solution which would we're not right sure right yet. yeah well we get yeah that's other people had some issues with that too that it was kind of funny um i'll, I'll talk about that when we get to that um so yeah i i, I liked there's here's a little line that has absolutely nothing to do with the, the series but <laughs> but but uh oh actually this is well this is right when they decide to bring up the girl right that's later, yeah. That's okay. Then I'm gonna wait on. This. Yeah. So uh, at this point, um, Grayson, Commander Grayson, is is going along with uh, Lamar through his apology tour. At that time, uh, Doctor Finn and Alara kind of break off and they go back to the coffee shop. That's right. To see if they can, because uh, what they find out is like if he gets if if he can't get out of this, he's gonna get the the a lobotomized, and the doctor's trying to figure out if she can reverse it. So she's like, well, I need to find out, I need to find someone that's had this done to see if I can reverse it. So they go back to the coffee shop to kind of uh, see if they can find out where, where the guys that they know are, mm-hmm. right? Because they now know that one of them uh, was uh, lobotomized or, or corrected. Correcting. So they go in and, and talk to her and they're talking. Um, and I think they get a little bit of information of where he might be. And this is one of the ones where... They start something and they never finish it. And, it. and it was one of those ones that I wish they would have because it bugged me too. Is she, uh, Alara's got the hat on, right? Yeah. And the guy comes up and, and taps her and he's like, you can't wear that. And I was like, what? That's a such and such from... Kel- Kelvic? Kelvic. Kelvin. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not a hat. It's a Kelvic headwear, traditional headwear. And you're and, not. Yeah. What, which makes me wonder, like, well, how does he know I'm not Kelvic? Because they thought John was Kelvic, so it can't be racial. This guy, I mean, it's just one of those that just, this jump up out of nowhere, uh, blame, or accusing someone of cultural, or, yeah, cultural uh, appropriation, is that the right way to say it? Sure, but, I mean, I, I think it's, I think it, it uh, it's a real thing. You, you know, we go to a different country if we, if we're wearing a, um, you know something that that we think is is stylish, and it turns out it's 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 a statement. Then we're going to get called out on it, and we might be innocent and naive, but we still have to have to deal with it. And right. But I think my, well, okay, I agree with you. There are there are some points to it. Uh-huh. There are there are some people that, but where you see it a lot in the U.S. Right, where I've heard you know just just to throw out one that really irritates me is this this. Oh, white girls can't wear hoop earrings because that's a that's a African thing. Only only African Americans wear hoop earrings. It's like mm, no, that's fucking bullshit. Because you know what they wear them in China? They wear them in fucking Ireland. They wear them in London. They wear them everywhere in the world. You can't claim that fucking hoop earrings are a cultural uh, appropriation. Okay, I, I, but that's what I'm saying. Is I this is that, this I is think, what it came off to me as? I, I think there's levels. I think that's 
yeah, that that gets to be a little. But that's what I mean. Is they started. But I think there are there are there are sensitivities that we should probably that that if we're not aware of, we're going to get in trouble. Right. Uh, and and when we're going into someone else's culture, sometimes there are some responsibilities. Right. But I mean, there's there's certain ones like this to me, and what I mean is they didn't finish it, mm-hmm. and that's what bugged me about it. If you're going to deal with it and you're going to pop it out there, finish it. Well, find well, some way. They they didn't they didn't do anything with it. Well, they uh, she she said uh, I'm going to go take it off. Doctor Finn said uh, you're right. Basically, said you're right. This was a mistake. We're going to go take it off right now. Because she said she said oh I I have I got, bad right. scars yeah. or something like well, they that. Were just trying to do it. And they said cover. if you don't do it, if you don't do it, we're going to upload it. Um, they kind of made some quick kind of quick references to right. what was going to happen. Right. Otherwise, and then they ran off into the bathroom. But that's that's not handling it. That's that to me that was. That was using it as an excuse to go do something, but they didn't really handle it like they did some of the other stuff. Because I, I have a problem with, like, and I'm going to go back to another one where, uh, you know, there, there's a bunch of stuff, where, oh, well, you know, unless you're black, you can't have cornrows. Well, that'd be like, oh, well, unless you're white, you can't have straight hair. Don't straighten your hair. You know, which it's it's one of those things is it, there's there's certain things that people are putting too much emphasis on the, the uh, you know, cultural appropriation. Now, I agree. There are certain things that, yeah, like... You don't want to go wear a, a feather headdress, you know, if you're not a Native American and in the right situations. But there's certain things that have just been taken too far. There was a uh, there was a video online I thought was pretty hilarious of someone uh, who had a full full beard and I guess he was shaven and getting ready for his wedding mm-hmm. and and it went through the whole stages of of. Uh, of what you do when you shave your beard. It's, it's oh, hard. the different... <laughs> where he takes, like, he, he does here, and he's got the long mutton chops, and, you know, doing all these things, yeah. and, he, and, he, and he and he goes into little dances and stuff like that. But, and then in the end, he's, when he's got his mustache, and he's looking kind of like a... I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it was, but he decides to do the do the uh, the Hitler. Oh, jeez. Uh, and, he, and he's like, no one's looking, and he takes it down, and he, he's got the little <laughs> mustache... And and he looks around and and he's like and he does like something in the mirror like like oh yeah and, and you go oh my gosh this is inappropriate but but then he goes he goes okay now I'm gonna shave it off and get ready for my wedding and the battery's out and he's like oh crap well, that's and that's and it's just a quick little blurb but but so there's so there's the the the, the Charlie Chaplin mustache or the right. Hitler mustache and is that appropriate. I, I don't know. I mean, some sometimes there there are things that call out situations. Well, I can see if that you're, if you're doing it's it to, fair to be sensitive to. But I do think there's a line to where it's ridiculous that 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 sort of sensitivity should be called out. Um, if you're using it to make fun of, like Halloween, right? If you're if you're in a costume that's mm-hmm. for Halloween, I, I'm 100 percent behind that. Okay, that there's nothing wrong with that. If you're doing uh, something that is very ceremonial and is like 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 I said, a Native American headdress, right? Mm-hmm. That's something you're, you. That's not just some feathers. Oh, I, I put a feather in my hair, right? No, you're. You've got a headdress now. For the hoop earrings, now if you had some bone that you, was only found in Africa, or some tribe that does a design and and something like that, now I could say yeah, but you know, just straight hoop earrings, no hairstyle. I, I, to me, to me, the hairstyle one is 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 a big one because it's like everybody has hair. I got a I got a question for you. So you're a, a lawmaker and you've been tasked with writing a law that addresses the nuance of when it's okay and when it's not okay. 
in I, this I know this is totally <laughs> fabrication but but I mean that it's almost like as a, as a population as an individual we're mm-hmm. faced with making that call on whether or not it crosses a line everyone's line is going to be a little different I agree that I think the hoop I, I think hoop earrings is a little ridiculous but I do think there are lines that that can be crossed and and it's going to be different for different people so the, here's here's a thing I heard once that um it, it, I think it, it kind of goes to this, and, and this is one of those ones that maybe some people won't agree with me, and maybe it's more on my conservative side and less liberal side, but it was, my uh, your opinions don't affect my liberties, right? Mm-hmm. So your opinions can't affect my freedom of speech, my freedom to act, right? So just because you're offended doesn't make me wrong. But you're saying there are lines where you would be offended. There right, are- no, and, 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 and there are some, so, but that's... I didn't say, I, here's the thing, I'm not going to make a law that says you can't go out and wear an Indian headdress, mm-hmm. because that's your freedom of speech. Now, that doesn't mean you're right to do it, and and you may get called to the, the, the task for it, right? And that's their right to call you to task, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying there's some of these that people are calling people too quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, hey, they're not out trying to, they're not making fun of you, they're not, you know... it. It'd be like, let's see, I'm trying to think, uh, you know, there, there's there's so many different ways, but it's like people aren't trying to, to be, make it a bad thing or they're not trying to steal something from you, right? They're just, they're just being themselves and that's what they, they're imitating what they see, right? And we, and all right now we're talking about everybody should be inclusive, right? Everybody, mm-hmm. there should be no segregation, but to have non-segregation means you can't, Oh, well, you can't do that because that's only for these people. You can't say, I don't want segregation, and you can't kick me out because I'm I'm a, a person of color, but you can't be like me. Well, if we're all one people, it means we're all one people, right? You can't say what's good for you is only good for you, like a hairstyle. You can't say, oh, only people of color can have this hairstyle because otherwise you're, you're trying to steal from us. But you, you, you got to include us in everything, too. You know what I mean? I do. I, I, I think I think you've you're you're coming across with an aggressiveness that that could get could be misconstrued as I, as as <clears throat> it, it makes it a harder a harder conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just because my voice gets higher and I'm bigger and 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 you know. But no, I mean it just. It's one of those things is I don't like when people call other people out on stuff like that, but then turn around and do the same kind of things. And that's, I'm fine talking about it. Like, mm-hmm. if someone came up to me and said, hey, instead of like, oh, you can't have that hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Like, come up to someone and say, hey, that's a, what's up with that hairstyle? Let them give you a reason before you say, oh, you can't do that. You know, that's that's kind of what I'm talking about. And But we don't have that in this day and age, right? It's... It's too quick to like this and that. Like I, I just saw a video the other day that kind of was just the 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 woman made herself look stupid. She it's in a college, right? They they separated this little area and it's called a multi multicultural uh, like area. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's like a break room kind of couches and stuff. You know, people can study. And it's a black woman. She says, "There's too many damn white people in here. You guys all need to get out of here because people of color don't want it you in here." in this multicultural area. And it's like, well, what what the hell is that? Like, you can't have a multicultural area and then say, 
Oh, it's only for people of color. Yeah. I, I, I you think, know what I mean? I think there's some people that have thoughtful and, and innocent motives and some people that want to get a rise out of you. And it's almost like you got to know where the person's coming from before you want to call them on, on the, this sort of behavior. If they're wearing something and they're completely innocent, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But if you find out that they're doing it to try to get a rise out of you, then you want to call them out and so, you want to beat the shit out. But do that. But, but call. But, but, but talk. I'm just saying that, have that conversation. That that's yeah. That's hard to sometimes figure out. And so, but I think it's still fair to be sensitive to those sort of things um, and and create an environment for for openness. Right. But that's what I mean. Is 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 that openness comes on both sides. You can't just attack someone because your opinions and your your feelings are hurt because you don't know their side of it. Talk to them first. But that's what we don't get. And that's that's kind of where I was saying. And then that's that's what this this triggered in me. Uh-huh. It was like he just. Oh, you can't wear that. How do you know she's not such... You know, that's what I mean. He didn't ask any questions. Mm-hmm. And so that that's how people get throat punched. You come at someone hard, they, you know, you get up in their face and that's what happens. Yeah. So we derailed that one pretty good. It's a real thing, too. Oh, yeah. No, it is. And that's that's why I was bummed that they didn't they didn't touch it more. Like, they brought it up and then walked away from it. Okay. Yeah. Matter of fact, they even said that... Because uh, they, they run off into the bathroom and... The doctor rips off part of the bottom of her her skirt and gives her a, a scarf, right, to cover it up, which is fine. And then the, the girl from the, the thing comes in there and goes, oh, hey, you can come out. That guy left already. So they, they didn't even give a chance. to. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, it's such an emotionally escalating uh, situation that we can... <laughs> that we, no, I that know. We're demonstra- that that it, it, running away is almost the, the smartest call if you're trying to get away from it. Because if you face it, if you challenge it or something like that... Well, but if you attack someone and, and, and point a finger at them, you better stick around to find that, you know, that's that's what I mean. That's Well, do you think Alara would have been right to beat the shit out of the guy? Uh, well, I didn't say that. Because she could have. I mean, she's oh, yeah. got the... No, she could. And I didn't say that at all. I'm just saying that, you know, for him, you know... Granted, she didn't have the thing, but for him to just come up, it would more have been like, hey, why are you wearing that? Would have been a better, you know? Education, understanding the culture, knowing all that stuff. Yeah. Is really, and, but, but, I mean, if she didn't know, she didn't know what the hat was. So I give her, I mean, what, she could have said, oh, I don't know. I just, and he goes, oh, well, that's this. And then she goes, oh, my bad. Right? Mm-hmm. That could have, they could have covered that easily, but they didn't. They, they, I mean, maybe that's what they were trying to do. They, were playing, they knew they were playing with something that got an emotional rise out of someone. And no, it didn't do that. No, no I, mean, <laughs> I don't mean you. I mean the guy that came up. And yeah, he was, no, he was, he was really frustrated. He, yeah, he, something got to him. I don't know. I don't think saying the right thing would have fixed his problem. Yeah. He, uh, so getting getting out of there was probably their only option. Yeah, and, it could be. It's like I don't go around punching people wearing green on St. Patrick's Day. But if they're wearing something besides green, you better look out. Yeah. <laughs> Throw, I mean, punch, pinch. Just kidding. All right. All right. Everybody can be Irish on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> we don't care. All right. So, all right. That was my last note on that, that all right. whole uh, hat thing. All right. So then we get back to... Um, well, that's when she finds... That's when uh, the girl finds out that they're aliens because they walk in on her tra- changing yeah. her... her uh, She's got her hat off. Yeah, and, and she's so, like, "What the?" <laughs> yeah. So that's that's and that's the point where they uh, Mercer says, "Oh well, they they didn't say they said we couldn't put anybody else down there, but didn't say we can't bring anybody else up." So right. they, they take the girl up into up into the ship because um, I think well they must have 
They took a shuttle. They did, but the doctor said she needed... Oh, they, but they... Oh, no. First, they went and found... Well, they found the guy that was lobotomized. So they took her the, the girl with them. Right. Because she goes, oh, she goes, I'm going to need a drink. And so they went they and took had her drink. for a drink. And then yeah. she said something about, oh, I think they, they usually send him home. And I think he lived yeah. at, at, on this street. And suddenly they're there. So they kind of connected. Some, I, lo- I love like, the fact when they sit down to take the drink, though. She's got like like a big Chardonnay or something or a big wine. And just, <laughs> just guzzles it down. Like, uh, she's in shock. Kind of. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely um, a cool part of that. Uh, yeah, so then the doctor, they, they figure out that he's lobotomized. And the doctor's like, yeah, I can't do anything with this here. I got to get up to the, the, the Orville to see. Uh-huh. Right? Um, so I think she beamed up or something. They don't beam. Yeah. No, that's Star Trek. This, but, then ha- but the doctor wasn't on the shuttle. No, they, they jumped. Well, no, they shuttled. They do not have a transporter. I know, but the doctor was not on the shuttle. Only Alara and well, the Maybe girl. she was in the back. You can see into the back. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, but do you know what I mean? Um, she got up to the she got up to the Orville, but they only had the two in the shuttle. Maybe they went early. Well, she went earlier because she wanted to try to figure out the. She wanted to try to right. But how'd the shuttle get back? I don't know. Damn I'm, plot holes. I'm not worried about. Yeah. This <laughs> All right, but so, but this is when they bring the girl to the table. Yes, there, and and <laughs> and I love it because uh, uh, Captain Mercer says. Says, uh, do we do we have any pretzels yeah. or like some water? And what does Bordas say? He says, "Noted, Captain. I will not fail you." <laughs> yeah, that, that was good. He's like, "Yeah, Bordas. Uh, next time we have meetings, uh, let's have some pretzels and some water on the table." He's he's got such conviction, uh, of Bordas, and, mm-hmm. and it, it, so ridiculous. Oh, you're gonna love this. There's one in the second season uh-huh. that's all about Bordas that you're gonna be cringing. Okay, it's so good. It's, it, <laughs> Bordas, it was funny. I, was it this episode or maybe it was one of the, one of these? Because my wife, we we only watched the first episode together, right. um, and then she said, "Whatever you watch <laughs> later." So it was one of these episodes, and it was Bordas, and he was with uh, with his husband or his oh yeah, Clyde, uh, Clyden, yeah, and and they're. Oh, and Topa. And Topa. And they were getting, I don't know, some shots or something like that. Yeah. And then they have that moment of... Uh, are you going to come home? Yeah. Like, no, I must work. And he says something about, you know, the, the relations are not the same. And Ed, and Cindy hadn't... She didn't see the episode oh. where, where you find out about, you know, his oh. egg and all that. And she was like, oh. <laughs> it was just funny seeing her reaction from someone coming from, from the outside. Not right, seeing right. how that evolved. It was That's just funny. a sudden thing. I thought it was great. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's some good stuff there. Uh, so yeah, so they get her on board and they talk, and that's where I think the discussion. That's where Bordas has his his discussion, and Isaac has his his statement about um, uh, misconstruing your opinion for fact. Yeah, because oh, they they were asking like, well, how how do people decide what's dangerous and not? And she goes, well, they vote. Yeah, and things, and then and then the whole thing about uh, a voice is earned and not. And not they talk kidding. about mob mentality and the yeah. oh the majority are the truth. That's what my father says. The majority are the right. truth. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of scary statements there. Yes, but, but when you look at you, you know, you study you study psychology, you study the human brain. It's really fascinating, very unpredictable. But you study sociology, and this masses of of people becomes very predictable, regardless of you, you, you get the sense that it's just this mob mentality, the way things things act that that doesn't take nuance into consideration. It just, it just always seems to play out 
mm-hmm. predictably. Yeah, and, I can see that. And, and that's this is a world that is defined <laughs> based on upvotes, downvotes, and when you got you know millions and millions of people tuned into this this, this channel, master this feed, master feed yeah, which um, it, someone referred to it as Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we see a lot of that now. The way yeah. the way uh, news hits everything at once. Oh God! Yeah. It, 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 well, and that's that's so polarized. It creates more polarization than. And than that's that's one of the has. things that bug me is is when they talk about um, going to get not political, but in that realm a little bit, where they talk about um, people messing with the elections by putting out ads on Facebook, and I'm like, well. A foreign country puts out an ad just like, and, and I don't know how true this is. I'm not putting any truth to this. I just this is what made me think. What I thought of when it happened is, is they're saying if Russia puts an ad out, whether for or against uh, the opponent of Trump or whatever, that's that's messing with the the election. I'm like to me, it's it's the same as the the our current politicians putting out their ads and whatever. It's just there for you to think about. It 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 doesn't. It doesn't change your vote. It, it it gives you something to think about. Whether, you know, they're, they're saying, well, it, it's it's changing the votes. Like, I can see if they're saying, yeah, they're going in and, and, make, and changing people's votes by, like, buying them or whatever. But if you're just putting information out there, whether it's right or wrong, because both sides are doing it, both right or wrong and wrong, it's something... People are going to have to think by themselves. So, is it really that way? There's a there's a fascinating documentary on Netflix, and I can't I can't think of the title right now. But it analyzes Cambridge Analytica, which came out in uh, uh, a year or two ago when uh, Facebook got under a lot of heat for 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 one of their apps, basically allowing uh, breaking some of the security protocols so that so that they could tap. It had something to do with a. a, a, a psychology test that mm-hmm. could profile people that people could do it and they were able to get their hands on this information based on some loophole in in the Facebook thing but but how how they exploited that information and it talks about these elections they did in South America how they they used social media to change the whole dynamics of how how it was so so I do think there's a lot of power in information and knowing how people think on a mass scale and it was pretty eye-opening what they did to control this stuff now again they took this a little further in the documentary they talked a lot about uh brexit and they touched a little bit on the trump election uh but i thought i thought this south african election was really fascinating what they talked about and it's really interesting i, don't, I can't think of the title but maybe i'll yeah. i'll post it on our, our yeah, facebook we, uh yeah our facebook go. group um yeah. if anyone wants to check it out because because i i would counter what you're saying a little bit that there there is motives can really drive drive some of that information in, in well, the direction and, no that's that. well that's influence, what they're, that's what they're things. trying to influence people mm-hmm. but i you know i still would go back on the fact that says no matter what you see out there you still have to choose and make up your own mind it's I think not recently, a brainwashing type recently uh zuckerberg facebook uh zuckerberg uh came out and said that they're not going to um police uh ads on on their news feeds like uh, i guess they got into a lot of heat for all this stuff and they said nope we're not going to do it not and I almost think that's better because it puts the onus on the viewer to say, yes. you know, I'm going to listen to this. And, and if they're going to depend on Facebook to 
police that stuff, then it's almost like they're they're well, putting I mean, their dependence on social media to make those sort of calls. And yeah. I think I think it should be on the person. I think it should, should be on the person to to really recognize the flaws in how this information is it, and see it for what it is. Right. You know? It should be. What people, if you really want to be informed, you should look up. You should never take whatever you see for granted. And and I I'm even one that I, I even have to check myself a lot. It's not easy to find information. I mean, <laughs> God, no kidding. You know, with voting coming up, and we got a lot of things on the ballot that we're looking at. You find you you, you get the literature and you read right. one side, and it's because well, it's sense. them. It's then them you read the other side. side, and that makes sense. Then you see the rebuttal and all these things. And, and then you vote one way, and then you later you realize, oh, someone, they exploited a loophole, and now suddenly we're in a worse boat. And, and it well, that, happen, that happened with the last one where they, there was a, it was the way they wrote the law, or the way they wrote it on the ballot. It said, if you vote yes, oh my it gosh. looked like you were trying to stop them from having access to raising taxes whenever they want. Mm-hmm. But really, you needed to vote no. But the way they wrote it in the ballot made it so wordsmithy and backwards. It just it makes like, everything so suspect. Yeah. that it's like, screw it, I don't want to vote because... <laughs> right? I, this, you know, I, yeah, I think I have a, an informed opinion, but but if this is the way you're going to play it, screw you. Yeah. That, that's the <laughs> one that really bugged me. But anyways, so, uh, she's up, the, the, the woman from the planet. I know, right, we're, yep, yep, we're yep. getting derailed, but that's good. That's what we're trying to do. We want, we don't want to just talk about the show. We want to talk about how we see the show. Yep. So, anyways, she's up on the the plant, or the girl from the planet is up on the ship, and then then Lamar is going into his final um, vote. Right. Apparently, there's a there's right. a time. He, he went on that late night talk show. Oh, so, that's right. We didn't even touch on that one. That's a, a well, so they do the whole. They got the breakfast show. They got the they got the view or the chat. The and chat. then I don't think they ever gave a title to the late night one. But it yeah. really kind of covers all the gambits of yeah. of, of different. Uh, so this shows is this is another one. He's uh, Lamar's supposed to go out and he's gonna he's gonna be uh, interviewed by a guy. And his his uh, publicist or his tour guide or whatever tour guy is telling him, okay, this is when he's asking him, do you got any talents? <laughs> you, you can play an instrument, and so this yeah, is this something about I can shoot tequila on or I can dish, yeah uh, down, I can, the down the bottle of tequila, tequila and, and burp the alphabet or something. <laughs> and so uh, he's like, well, you got to get the people on your side, and. So, so when they call him out, he does the run down the line, and slapping, him, and, yeah. slapping everybody's hands. It reminded me of the Arsenio show. Okay, Arsenio. Yeah. Sure. Okay. You know, and he goes down there and he's like, oh, I'm hyping it up and stuff like that. And he sits down and the guy just looks at him like he's just beside himself. He's like, like, so, you know, you're here. You, you know, you just assaulted my, <laughs> my assaulted the whole the front row. Um, and stuff. So it's kind of funny. I mean, it's just, it's. You he's, can't win. Yeah. Well, and this is where they play him really dumb in this whole this whole thing is like they he's supposed to be sympathetic um, and apologetic. And most people that have any ounce of intelligence can at least pretend to be sad or sympathetic. Well, we or saw that in the very beginning with the with the two. Right. Uh, the people that were, but they had weird eyes. So they had weird eyes. But they, they said, I'm, "I'm sorry." I'm yeah. And they, they laid it all out there. But yeah, it was all it was almost scripted and obvious. But yeah, but Lamar goes to the full other side of where it's like almost like you. you how do you how do you dumb. play act authentic sympathy? I mean, it, it's well. I think uh, I think when he does it, he. I mean, watching him, I'm like, yeah, he he's not putting it. He's he's like 
yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like, you know, instead of being, he's just, it doesn't come across genuine. Yeah. So that, that was, it, but that's, that's how they, the directed it, decided to write it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, he gets more down votes. Um, and so now he's down to the final vote. Yeah. He which crosses is, 900. Yeah. Which 900, puts him 000. into the, into the chair. He's actually sitting in the chair and he's, he's combative on the way in there, like yelling at the guards and stuff. The electric chair. Yeah. yeah. And he's got the thing over his head. And now they're up on the, the, the Orville and they're talking about like, Oh man, how do we, how do we make this? How do we get him out of this? And so the girl was like, well, you got people need to like him. And they're like, well, what things work? And she's like, well, if he was, what did she say? If he was a veteran or something like that. So, uh, they use Isaac to flood the 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 um, stream, the the main. Oh God, their Facebook. I can't think of the name. Feed the master feed. The master feed. They uh they synthesized a photo of him really quick uh, as a right. veteran um, coming home to a dog. Um, you know, in, in hugging. Right. They, well, they do. She, he supports his grandmother. Oh yeah. And tell, tell him he's telling me he pays for his grandma's. You know, whatever. <laughs> and then, and then what? Oh, you know if what he's they, a fat kid. If he's a fat, he's a fat kid, kid, right? They, they, say they look at an old photo and then they fatten him up. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's a war vet and a pet reunion. And they mm-hmm. formulate that. Um, and so they 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 jump that into the master feed and and uh, anyways, he gets <laughs> and what does what does uh, Malloy say? She. What is the girl? Oh. She says, how, how, how can you do that? And he just says, babe, spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I like too, and, and Malloy had a good line in that one too, where is, uh, they're showing the video of him in the, the uniform and his dog's coming up. And he's like, oh, I missed you, Spuds, or whatever the dog's name is. And Malloy's like, I'm even getting teary-eyed <laughs> and stuff. So it's pretty funny. You know, you know, it's funny though, because all these things, you look at some of the feeds on online and you see these... You, you see these war vet reunions with their pets, and you stop or, and you or, watch, and or their like, kids, oh. or yeah, or or you have sympathy if they struggled with obesity as a child. And see, I didn't see that one. Because, well, I, to me, I, I mean, maybe that is a thing out there. I, I didn't see that one as much, but um, but yo, it, it is a hundred percent true. It's like <laughs> you know, oh, you don't know if it's true or not. It's gonna, but it's gonna sway opinion right. just enough, and that's what it did because he got within four votes. Yeah. Um, and then this is where some of the people also had a problem is like as soon as he gets that and he's done, he jumps up and starts acting like an asshole to all the guards, you know, like being a real jerk. Yeah. But it had one of the funniest lines at that point to, to me, which I laughed out loud. My daughter was sitting right next to me when this one was one. And so he jumps up real quick and he's like, I just want to say y'all can suck my ass and I'm a spaceman. <laughs> so we laughed about that and it was like, you know, that's how I'm leaving rooms at work from now on. <laughs> Y'all can suck my ass, and I'm a spaceman. And so, nice. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, some other people had issues with, it, like I said, the, the whole Lamar act, how he was act—not his acting, but how he was written and directed in it. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, how easy it would have been for those four guards in that room just to hit his button right then <laughs> and put him at a thousand. That's a 10, true. Thousand. One of them gives him another vote. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so they end up saving the day, um, and through that, they try to talk to the girl and explain to her that, hey, you know, a, you know, what you see on the outside isn't always what it is, and sometimes you got to dig deeper and, and put more into it, and uh, so we, we then, the closing scene starts like the opening scene with her yeah. waking up, uh, going through her same morning thing, and there's another guy on, on the morning show, 
and he just looks he looks he even looks goofier than the first two guys like he just looks like like serial killer that was my thought I was like I thought he looked like Seth Meyer <laughs> no you're a talk show host uh, Seth Meyer I, in fact I looked it up and I couldn't find any reference so uh, I could have been wrong that's but, funny but uh, but I didn't make a note of that yeah so but she didn't really pay attention to it and she went up and like like she was going to hit the, the down button and then kind of pulled back and stopped and then just turned it off yeah and I was like, okay, you know, baby steps, yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what they're trying to say. And that was it for episode seven. <laughs> All right. It probably took us longer to talk about it than the show actually was. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> let's let's take a quick uh, pause. Yeah, we're gonna we can... take a pause here, real quick. Be right back. You won't even notice it. All right, we're back, and it probably didn't even seem like anything to you. Uh, we had to stop and get some more beers. And the power uh, of technology, right? <laughs> Take a professional break there for a second. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to get into uh, Orville uh, episode eight uh, called "Into the Fold." Uh, this is directed by uh, Brandon Braga, uh, who's uh, done a lot of other Star Trek. Oh, okay. Uh, stuff. So that was kind of cool. Just a, it's another throwback kind of guy. Um, this is uh, one of the first ones where they really don't touch a lot on. On any kind of social or political issues, they don't, and it's also uh, very little humor. And there's uh, probably I can't think of anything humorous on the planet. They have some humor up in the on the in the. So not ship. not okay. They do have some humor, and in, in there's a certain couple that I thought were very humorous that weren't the normal humor of the Seth MacFarlane. Not the immature style, yes. more just kind of the the yes. real life humor. Yeah. Um, yeah, right off the top. Well, let, let's let's cut. We're going to try and cover this one a lot faster after that last one. Um, this this focused a lot on uh, Claire, Doctor Finn. Yeah. So actually, this this whole episode typically is is or not typically, but is as a is a character driven for her. Um, it starts off. Her, uh, I would say Isaac as well. Well, Isaac too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was going to get into that, that. Has more growth than uh, Claire does. Very much so. Yeah, this you kind of get a lot out of Isaac. What it is is so um, this starts off with, uh, and this is this is where some of the Seth MacFarlane uh, comedy comes in. Is the very beginning starts off with Claire in bed asleep, and all of a sudden you hear this mom, mom, mommy. Mom, is that a callback to Family Guy? It uh, it is okay because that's how Stewie always okay. wakes up. <laughs> and so uh, that's it's good. exactly the it's. It's not as not as uh, annoying as is when Stewie does it, <laughs> but it's funny. Um, I think it's also because the Stewie's voice is so hilarious because that's Seth MacFarlane, anyways. Um, but yeah, so there's that, and she, she, they get up and talking about oh we're gonna go on this this trip. It's kind of like they're going to uh, to Disney World. Yeah, Planet World. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a fun planet. Yeah, um, and so there's like a little vacation. I guess the ship's in a dockyard. Uh, getting some repairs so uh then the older son is still in bed not wanting to get up um first thing claire or uh, not claire but uh yeah it's claire finn she goes in and tries to wake him up and he just throws attitude full-on teenage attitude from start to finish of this episode yeah so <laughs> so both of us have raised have, have raised kids it's do you think it was it was a I would have busted those kids in the mouth. <laughs> it's it's still yeah, you look at this and you say I, I don't know, they were annoying even for someone who's raised 
raised two kids. You've raised raised, three, raised kids. three girls, and and it's it's tough to listen to to that sort of stuff. And you they you want to you want to tell them that's not how you do it. You well, do and then, this. so but so, so in the reviews, one of the things put it says for someone who's so woke, she should have fucked up know how to handle her kids. <laughs> and I thought that was perfect. And that's exactly what it is. It's almost like. She's trying to be too much of the friend, but they they do point out that she she's a single mom. Well, so so uh, she's played by Penny Johnson Gerald, who I couldn't place when I first started watching the show, uh-huh. but then I remembered that uh, I used to watch Twenty Four with uh, Kiefer okay, Sutherland, okay. and uh, the first few seasons, uh, the president uh, she plays the president's uh, wife, okay, um, Sherry Palmer. Uh, it's President Palmer. So I remember from that. But then, but then it dawned on me I, that because uh, that was more recent, further further uh, ago, she was on DS Nine, mm-hmm. and she was married, or she married in uh, last last season or something like that. She married Cisco, the 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 oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the main the main guy the main guy in in Deep Space Nine. Um, yeah. So she has some, but, but it got me thinking. That, you know, here she chose to be a single mother. They they address it a little bit. Yeah, but, they do. But they, maybe <laughs> maybe I think into these things. Okay, in the first one she was the first lady, and the second one she was married to Cisco. So here she's she's used to being the the wife. Here it's like, damn it, I'm gonna I'm gonna take. Maybe it was some sort of reaction to that. And well, they in this in this show she plays a very strong character. She does. She's Very intelligent. She's woman. a doctor. She, yeah. She's um, a role model. To She wants to, well, right off the bat, she says she's... I'm here to keep you in line or help you when you need it most. Yeah, not in line, but yeah, help you when you... Yeah. Yeah. And, and so... motives are more sincere. But yeah, she, she says that, you know, Isaac, they're talking and um, he's like, uh, I noticed you, there, most of the families on Orville have two parents, but you only one. And she's like, yeah, I chose to be a single... <laughs> he's like, did your mate die? She's like, no, I chose to be a single mom. So is that uh, artificial, art, art, yeah, artificial impregnation? And she goes, a little personal now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny, you know. It, Isaac, being the the computer, you know, the artificial yeah. intelligence, he just doesn't have the human feeling. So he's going to say everything right off the cuff, and so uh, the kids are just being fucking rambunctious from get go. It, it, it's interesting, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit in. in where I probably shouldn't talking about choosing to be a single mother. I, I, I kind of think that's, I, I, I struggle with that, that line. I chose to be a single mother. Um, and because now the show has up to this point, not, we haven't, we, I, I don't think the kids have been introduced until this episode. Um, so it begs the question. I thought there was, were there, was there another one? I thought there was one where there were kids. Were but it still begs the question. Okay. Because we've seen her plenty of times, and she's not with the kids. So who's raising them? Now I'm not saying that a, a, a mother's. I'm going to get my. So this is this is the whole it, behind the scenes next generation, um, Starfleet type families. Families where the whole family is on the ship. Okay. Right, and they do they do actually cover it later in the next season where you'll see. So the it's kids almost in like it's almost like a choice to parent by community. And I like that idea. In a way, it, that, in that, a way, it's that. But it's I think it's more that she she's doing she's doing just like single mothers do it nowadays. Uh-huh. She has her day job. Their kids when she's at work, they're at school or wherever, and maybe they're with some sitter or something. Um, but I think it's it's all done on the ship. 
So, I was surprised they didn't address it just a little bit to kind of bring some perspective to how well, that thought, was. How that was. Uh, I thought they talked about it a little bit, where she said, "I always wanted kids, but I hadn't found the right person to be with, and so she didn't want to give up her chance to have kids waiting on a mate, mm-hmm. waiting on a perfect husband." Is what I took from that. So, to me, I took this as, like, she's strong enough to say that, yeah, I'm going to do this. Because it's hard to be a single parent, right? Sure. I I, I know plenty of single parents. Luckily for my kids, they aren't, you know, they don't have a single parent. I grew up in a single parent home. Um, I lived with my father. Absolutely. It's a little bit different, not a single mother, but a single father. But this is a little different in that she says she chose to be a single parent. Which I actually like better than the... Than the opposite of, I thought I knew what I was getting into, and then all of a sudden I found myself a single parent. To me, this is going into it with more of a conviction of, I'm strong enough, I can do this, I can make this work. Not not like, I found myself in this situation, I'm going to make it work. So mm-hmm. I, I, I actually find it stronger going in, and I, I liked it. I, I did. I, I, th- I thought it played well with, okay. with her, especially okay. with her. It's 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 delicate territory for me to be exploring being a male and not being in a position where I see I, and, I, I guess and I that's adopt. and I have a problem when people talk about single parents and they only focus on single mothers and maybe this is because I grew up in well the opposite of that where I grew up with a single as, father as a choice now I don't I don't I think oh, maybe as a choice as a choice so because because that was the so that you're was more the looking at the choice not just necessarily being a no single parent. oh gosh okay. no. Okay. No, okay, I, th- I got you. I, think I got you. That's no, that. But I thought um, you were saying because you were a man, you couldn't be a single mother. No, <laughs> I, I think. Well, could you imagine me choosing to be a single parent? What is that? I mean, <laughs> it, it raises I a lot of other why questions. Anybody would want to choose to be a single parent? Not not because not because there's anything wrong with it, but because children are so much work. Why would you not want to divide that up? <laughs> that's that's. There, I, I have much respect for all parents, single or not, right? Yeah. Because raising a kid is not an easy job. I don't care who says it is. You know, maybe if you got a lot of money and you pay other people to do it, it makes it easy, but that doesn't make it right. But whether you're single, have a partner, have, a, a, you know, whoever there with you, multiple people, that great. As long as you're putting the effort into it and not ignoring it, which I think we get a lot of too. I've... I've... My, my being a single parent, um, I think is is well. So so here's here's the funny thing is um, I don't think parents suffer as much from being a single parent as I think kids can, and this is coming from my own personal experience. Um, and I and this I haven't really said this out loud many times before, if if, if ever. Um, I suffered from not having a mom, mm-hmm. right? There's there's a lot of things that emotionally that you get from your mother that I just don't have, and then maybe that's why I'm as crass as I am sometimes, or is 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 I get defensive and I have a hard time with emotions as much as I do. I think on the flip side, if you if you have a single mother, sometimes kids don't get that that father figure that, yeah, you know, not to say mothers can't be that strong, you know, role model. Because they can, um, but there's different ways. There's there's certain things that 
a mother brings and a certain thing that a father brings. And not to say one person can't bring them all, but it's super, super hard. I think I think uh, there's masculine and feminine. I think mm-hmm. I think I think when you typically, if you have uh, two fathers or two mothers raising a child, you're going to get masculine and feminine. You're going to find those things because one's um, going to play each role. Yeah, usually. yeah. So so I I am all for uh, for, yeah, for yeah, raising I, a child like that. Sometimes I, I think what I was trying to what I was trying to say, and I'm going to try to articulate this a little better this time, <laughs> is that. Some people will, if they're a single parent, they will um, show that off. They will. Oh, they wear it like a badge. Wear it like a badge, and and which sometimes that's the way. That's the best way to face it. Is that it's a it's a it's a struggle, and you wear it like a badge because you're going to get through this. But um, you know, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my wife into this because she she <laughs> said something to me once where it was really frustrating for her to. to to be around someone who was always boasting being being a single parent, and just my wife's response was, "Well, she she came back to me and said, you know, we work hard for our marriage to right. make it work because that's important too, and right. and it's not like we want to shove that in their face and say, well, well <laughs> screw you, we're married, we know how to do, th-. but we had an argument last night, and still made love." <laughs> So, so okay. it was some angry makeup sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's just people trying to put themselves on a pedestal for one reason or another, and I'm just choosing to to, to focus on. Yeah. That. But and I I think a choice to make a single parent was all I was trying to to, to call out. That yeah. That, well, and they didn't address it. I think that I well I thought they did because and I must have read it, but she said that I didn't find my perfect mate, and I did want to give up my chance to have children. Yeah. So I chose it, and and to me that was super strong. Yeah, so, yeah, that is good. I like that. So, anyways, we get into this, and, <laughs> and uh, they're in the shuttle off. Um, Isaac ends up being the pilot. Uh, yeah. It was supposed to be um, M- not Malloy, but um, it was supposed to be uh, Lamar, but he couldn't do it for some reason. So, uh, and she's like, "Oh man, I was hoping he was going to be there to help me run, run a shop over these kids because those kids are just out of control." Which to me, um, yeah, they were. Either great direction, great acting on these kids, or they were just assholes to begin with, because <laughs> they are the most annoying motherfuckers through this whole. Like literally, my girls, if they would have watched that, they would have looked at me like, um, "What the hell?" Like <laughs> that shit wasn't. They can't do that, because yeah, that would have. Although she does snap at them once or twice, but it has no effect, and it's like, you know, I've seen that in public, and it just irritates me that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not one to say beat your kids, but they should have the fear that you might. Well, sometimes though, <laughs> they should understand the consequences of behavior, right? And, and as a parent, you got to follow through with whatever those consequences right. you said are. And if you don't, then you're just going to invite the con- the continuum. right. Behavior. And that's and that's kind of what it seemed like is she had no control over over their actions, especially the older one, which I love. Isaac, <laughs> Isaac's comment: He goes, "I noticed the older, uh, less intelligent one." <laughs> At the same time, though, they do stress this emotional, uh, you know, you know, their their dialogue is heated and unruly. I, at the, yeah, at the end, he, he makes some sort of reference about about this, but it, it really highlights the emotional connection they have, even though it's built on some sort of. Uh, you see it throughout, so, like they they pick he, the older one picks on the younger one, mm-hmm. and the younger one fights back, but in the end. They also are there for each other. You, you know, there's some couples that, that communicate through uh, 
screaming and, and argument and stuff. And I look at that and go, what the hell? And yet, yeah. and yet I think there's some people that just, that's, they were raised in an environment like that. They feed off of that sort of stuff and it works. I don't know if it's I fair. couldn't do it. I, I couldn't either. Uh, Me and Alyssa just don't fight. We, we, and matter of fact, we probably don't fight to a point where it's actually negative. Like we hold in too much, and and when we should say stuff from some time to time, but to each their own. You and know? sometimes you got to release a little bit of this emotion. Yeah. Maybe that's kind of what this was demonstrating: is that is that communication can sometimes be heated when you're so close. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So, anyways, we get into this, and uh, it it happens that they're uh, they're flying. They come across a, a spatial anomaly. Yeah. Um, Isaac says he's gonna to fly him away from it, and at that point. Um, the kids are fighting. The younger one grabs the guy's little video game, throws it. It hits the console, which sends them off towards it. And they end up going through this anomaly, which uh, damages the ship some um, and puts them to the point where they have to go crash land on a uh, nearby moon of a planet. Right. And uh, so as they're going down, um, the doctor has to go back and, and switch some power conduit or something like that. And she ends up sitting in the back of the shuttle and it hits the top of a mountain and the back breaks off and separates. So now Isaac's crash lands with the boys and Dr. Finn is crash landed somewhere else. So separate, which brings up that separation issue. The mother oh. has to try to get, has to get yeah. back to her kids and the kids are left with this Android that they're not sure about and they need to find their mom kind of thing. And, you know, that uh, crash reminded you of any other movies? Lost. Lost. J.J. Abrams again. <laughs> <laughs> so the funny part about the, the crash landing that just, I don't know, made me chuckle is it breaks up and you see her going back, but you hear her. Ah! <laughs> and I just, it kind of made me laugh. Uh, it, not that it was funny, but just that it, it was like that you hear her. Ah! <laughs> Did you ever see uh, Demolition Man with the... Oh, yeah. Okay, Sylvester Stallone, yeah, Wesley Snipes. Yes. Oh, and, it's great. And, and, and Taco Sandra Bell. Bullock. Sandra Bullock. <laughs> right. Taco Del- Bell wins the, the Food Wars. <laughs> Was it Taco Bell or Del Taco? No, Taco Bell. Taco won. Bell, okay. Taco uh, Bell won the, the Fast Food Wars. That's right. Uh, but when they, they had a crash at one point, and when, when they crashed the car... A bunch of like uh, liquid foam was injected oh. into the car seat, and it solidified, and yeah. that's what protected them from the from the impact. And I've I've always been fascinated by that. And here it is, like right. so many years later, and I see a, a crash like this, and and wonder why they couldn't come up with some sort of kind of cool. Was it uh, in the budget? Yeah, <laughs> because because. I mean, they're coming down. They they, yeah. they hit pretty hard. There's, well, that's it doesn't so, seem like there's any that's sort funny. Of One some of the, the safety mechanisms. some of the criticisms in these last couple episodes uh-huh. is talk about like in the last episode where they talked about well why couldn't they just have Isaac go in and take over and just control the votes right he he goes in and hacks the master feed but why can't he just control the votes anyways yeah. Um, one of my favorite part in the crashes is uh, as everything's landing, Isaac gets up and he's uh, surveying the seat. The older boy is laying, yeah. he's laying on the ground. Ah! He looks down and he goes, oh, you, you've uh, dislocated your knee. I must, what does he say? I must repair you. And the kid's all like, wait. You're like, ah. And he just fucking pops his knee back. He's like, ah! Oh, wait. Oh, okay. I, that just cracked me up. But he's like, but, oh, wait. <laughs> I must repair you. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then uh, 
He uh, basically they show uh, then they show um, him getting ready to go find the doctor talking not, nothing nothing great you know no no great lines or anything. They show the doctor unconscious and she gets dragged off. That's kind of all they show. Cut back to the boys and Isaac and he's uh, he's like okay I'm gonna go we're gonna go find your mom or um, he didn't say we he just says to go find your mom. So they get ready to go and he's like no you're staying here you're you're small and feeble and you're yeah. gonna slow me down. And they're like, oh, fuck, okay. But he gives him a gun to protect himself, you know, protect him and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then and then goes off to try and find the doctor. Um, I think that's when they cut to the doctor wakes up um, in a cell, like. And she's got a, uh, she's, basically this guy comes in and says, I rescued you. True, that's uh, Drogon. Yeah, which Drogan. turns out that guy's been in a lot of Star Trek uh, shows. I guess he like, was. He's he been was, in like. All of them. You know where I recognized him from? Go ahead, because I recognize him from some other places, too. The very first Terminator movie, he was the first kill that Arnold takes out. He's one of the punks with, uh, oh, you know... Give me your clothes. Give me your clothes, yeah. <laughs> and and, and he's, he's the one that ends up getting... getting the uh, dead shot? Yeah, the, with, yeah where it Terminator's fist uh, goes into his... Uh, I think he rips out his spine. Yeah, and just pulls out a lot, almost the things. Well, I think it's just red. His hand is, yeah. is covered in blood, but it looks almost like he's grabbed his beating heart or something clothes. like that. Um, and then he hits the ground, and there's his face, and that's that's, that's the same. That's, that's drawing. I recognized him from a lot of stuff, so I looked him up, and yeah, he's been in. I think they said uh, he's been in. He, I think he was in the original movie, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager. Uh, he's been in like all these things. Yeah. He's been. Yeah, he's got a very hardened face. He's yeah. got those high cheekbones Stars. that give him. Uh, Anyways, uh, yeah. So uh, he's a captor. He well, he's a he's a rescuer, but a captor. Yeah. And so uh, he tells her to dr eat the food, um, and she kind of like uh, whatever. They cut back to the boys, and then uh, the boys are like the the young ones. Like, I got to pee, and he's like, "Well, you got to pee in the woods," and then he's like, "Oh." Well, and then he's like, I don't know if I can go out there. Well, then you got to hold it, <laughs> you know, kind of like brothers would be. And then he decides that, okay, I'll go with you. And then they start hearing some noise. Uh, someone grabs the young son after some yelling and stuff. And uh, uh, the the brother's gonna, about to shoot him. And all of a sudden they gets a shot. And they turn around and it's Isaac. Gets back just in time to save him from some locals who look very mutated, right? They're yeah. very poxy and stuff like this. And this is... We find out, because uh, then they cut back to the, the captor, uh, Dr. Finn episode, uh, area, and she comes in and he's, he's talking to her and he's like, you must eat. And then he explains that the, I can't remember he's, how he explained it, but one faction of whether, whether a government or enemy poisoned the water. Yeah, and a biological the, weapon was put into the water. Yeah. And he was lucky enough to have to, built this shelter. And, and has food and water. Yeah. And so, um, that's really the only social potential thing that I see in this one is the whole biological thing. What could happen from it? Okay. That's, it's, it's reaching a little bit, but that's, that's the only one I found in there. So unless you want to talk about the whole parenthood thing, I mean, that could be a social thing, but I don't really, to me, this isn't an issue. It's more of just. I, I think they drop a great Barry Manilow reference. Uh, <laughs> well, they they did that in the beginning. There. Yeah. So the yeah the crew's working on the ship, and uh, 
matter of fact, this is this is about that time where they're like uh, they realize that the the other place where they're supposed to land comes back and says the doctor's shuttle never landed. And they're like, oh, okay, well, let's let's we need to go find them. And at that time, though, the, they're working. Yafit's there. The the chief Steve <laughs> is that the Steve name of Newton? Yeah, <laughs> the engineer. Yeah. The engineer. Yeah. And they're working. And Barry Manilow is playing. And, and Lamar's like, can we get some different music? And he's like, Barry Manilow. And then Yafit, he's like, it makes me want to like open, go in the airlock and open it. <laughs> and you know, Yafit's like, yeah, watching you float away in space to this music would be very relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> but but then. I but then Steve Russo, says he's like an underappreciated genius of his time. Yeah. And the captain at the end. <laughs> so there are a lot of Barry Manilow references in Family Guy. Okay, I didn't know Especially that. Especially by like Stewie, who's play who's voiced by Seth MacFarlane. So I have a feeling Seth MacFarlane really likes Barry Manilow. Well, so the next episode, which we haven't started talking about, has a lot of musical references that oh. are kind of kind of uh, They must be vague because I didn't pick them up. Okay, but so this one, I almost think this is like a a, a, a preview, a, a preview of what's to come because they have the line of oh. "We had the right love at the wrong time," which is a, a reflection of, of Mercer's uh, relationship with, right. with his ex. Um, so, and 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 of course, he's an unappreciated genius of his time because yeah. he's probably feeling the emotion of, of that too. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, he, yeah. So anyway. the so uh, the ship is now going to go start looking for him. We get back to the doctor. Uh, she gets the information. Um, is trying to find a way to get out. She makes a, a tool to start trying to pry a window off. Right. Then we get back to Isaac and the boys, and um, they're going to start walking towards the crash site. Um, because they, he knows there's these uh, locals that have been infected and stuff, and, and are dangerous. So he's going to try and get to the doctor, but he's taking the boys with them after they've slept. Matter of fact, they're like, we should go now. It's like, no, your biological body needs rest. And basically, doesn't Isaac kind of blow up at them a little bit? He uses the mother's words. He says, "Cut the crap! I'm oh. going to lose my mind." He says, he says the exact same lines that uh, Doctor Finn said. <laughs> well, they're in their back arguing, and at, when they're flying, before they, they, she turns around and yells out, "If I have to come back there, I'm going to lose my mind!" Yeah. And he says the exact same line, and they just look at him like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it almost worked, though. I mean, yeah, it, it froze him for a second, but like, but what the? Um, but I do, so yeah, they end up traveling, and they they uh, make a campfire, right. and, and the boys like, "Well, can can you tell us a story?" <laughs> so he starts telling the story of a robot uh, or a. a <laughs> he just tells them the, <laughs> the, the story, story that they're, they're watching. Watch. Watch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, and they're like. Um, that's his, and, he, and he doesn't expand on it at the end. It's just like, this yeah. is where we're at. <laughs> and then they're like, um, can you tell us a different story? Do you know what? It was Peter, Peter Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah. And so he starts to tell us. He goes, no, no, you got to say it like my mom. So he flips his voice and says it just like her. Yeah. And they're like, what? So that was pretty cool. But this this is when uh, the kid had already, uh, we found out about the biological weapon being in no, the water. No, 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 not yet. No, That's we, when he wakes up. I know, that. I know, but but we missed where he fell into the water earlier. Yeah, we didn't get, I was, yeah. Um, so, because he wakes up the next. Yeah, so morning. as they're walking to this before they camp, um, they have to cross a water stream. And this is where we find, after we heard from the other cut scenes that there was the, the agent in the water. And it didn't dawn on me the first time I saw it. That oh yeah that's why they had to have him fall in the water yeah. and so yeah so after that night by the fire he wakes up and he's got all the pox on his face right right um, then I think it's a cutback scene to the doctor 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, so the doctor, she's kind of devised a plan where she's going to send the send uh, the dro- Drogan back yep. to to her ship to because she's cut herself. Uh-huh. Complained, complained that oh, I, I hurt yeah. myself. I need my medical kit, and uh, and you know, I don't want to die. And so he goes off uh, to to fetch the kit. She goes out. She has to face her fear of heights because we found out a few episodes back that she suffers oh, from vertigo. Right. And, and when she opens that window, of course, she's really high up. So she kind of well, has to face. Well, it's also it also is the fact that there's no escape from that. She has to go. She has to find another way out. That's right. She she goes. She's able to break out of her little room, and uh, she finds her she communication finds device. So she's able to talk to. Oh, but we also find Marcus is able to convince Isaac to go looking for that um, Dysonium. Oh, that's right. Because he's trying to fix. He's trying. It's the one point where the kid comes out smart. Yeah, and, uh, he's trying to fix the the communications so they can send out a signal, and he's like. We just uh, restore power to the, yeah, to the ship. Yeah, we're so low, we don't have any dice. And then, then he's like, well, from this class, school, yeah. yeah, there's Dysonium. And so that, yeah, that, which uh, this is part I love. I love her on this this little walk, and, and the younger sons is like, my turn to play the video game, which is what starts most of <laughs> this crap to begin with. And uh, so he's, no, it's mine. Yeah. And he's like, I make the rules. And Isaac turns around. Grabs the game out of his hand, throws it up, and shoots it. And that's doesn't the dad say a, and you going, yeah, that's the way you do it. Doesn't say a fucking word, <laughs> like a boss, just grabs it and disintegrates it. And I was like, that is awesome parenting right there. <laughs> the kids says, what am I going to play now? Yeah, I'm already bored. <laughs> now what I'm going to do? <laughs> you yeah. can help me deter- you know, yeah, find you, the dysonium or whatever. I don't, yeah. Or it, I think it's something else they're looking for. Yeah, But yeah, so... <laughs> Um, then they get back into Finn, uh, Finn gets out of her room as the guy's going to find, and she finds her stuff. He comes back and she stabs him in the gut. Yeah. Gets his gun and ends up shooting right, him. Cause she had the knife. She found the knife. She hid yeah. behind the door. So, um, yeah. So she hid behind the door. She, she shoots him and then gets out and then ends up killing. Um, she shoots another, like a infected person as she's, as she's leaving too. Mm-hmm. Um, about this time, um, Isaac's back at the ship. And she's able to get a hold of... She she has her medical kit now yeah. because Drogan came back with the medical right. kit. So she's able to pull a sample from one of the infected. Yeah. And then they... they uh, so she ends up getting back with Isaac and then they get back to the ship and they're trying to get things going. This is about the time the, the Orville finds them um, from up above to get ready to send down a, a, a crew... Yeah. Like an extra shuttle, and they see that uh, the three of them and the and the intel or artificial intelligence, and then like they go well, two dozen you know people coming in, and Isaac's out there shooting all of them. So someone read, Alyssa pointed this out too because she had me watching. Goes, there was way more than two dozen, and so someone counted out how many times they showed Isaac shooting, and then the kids shooting. It was forty nine people that they shot. <laughs> And stunned. Okay, so do you think you think maybe those signals could? He said he said there's at least two dozen. No, he says two dozen. He doesn't say at least. He says two dozen. Okay, and someone even counted the blips on the computer okay. screen. Does there's thirty four. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, it's, it's just one of those. May, maybe Bortus is not Rain Man. He can't look at something and go go twelve twelve and, and yeah. count it out. Exactly. It, it just was one um, of those. Someone was pointing out like fine. Fine, whatever. 
So you, I think you, you. I don't think you mentioned that they were able to get enough of the Dysonium, so they were able to, to power actually it up, yeah. power it up just enough to send out a signal. To, That's right, to because they got a blip of the Orville. The Orville ends up. You know, they're able to. They're in that sector because they came through the the spatial fold. Right. Yeah. Which, they, which, they followed the or the glory tachyon trace or something. <laughs> yeah. The glory. <laughs> hole. The glory hole. And Bordis now entering glory hole. Right. Yeah. I yeah, they—they like it's a, a space anomaly, and, and Malloy calls. Yeah, we saw one. I used to call it Glory Hole, and no, and, you used to yeah. call it Glory Hole. Mercer's like, no, you used to call it Glory Hole, and then Bordis now entering Glory Hole. Yes, <laughs> that's funny. Okay, um, and well, yeah, so they're able to shoot everyone, and uh, the ship comes down just in time to. Yeah. To save them and, and rescue them, and then so one of the lines in that is as the older brother has to go back out and help Isaac because there's too many. Um, so it's, he, uh, the doctor's about to go out, and he's like, "No, I can do it." And he goes out, and because the doctor says, "Make sure it's on stun because we value life more." They value. They may not value life, but we do. Yeah, and people brought up the the discrepancy in that it, that she killed the guy. She stabs him in the, the gut and then shoots him and then shoots this other. And it's not a stun. It's a gun. So it's like the, the, the kind of like hypocrisy. Oh, I can't even say the word. Just hypocrisy. That's the word. Hypocrisy. I, I can't say I the word. I can't I disagree with you more. I think, right. I think the situation that she was faced with, you defend yourself. She did not. I mean, but I mean, she could have wounded him and got away. Right? No. Kneecap that motherfucker. No. Right? Oh, yeah. You no. can't chase someone if someone shot you through the kneecap. That's fine. But but you're in a situation I, where it's life or death. <laughs> I think I think death... I, I think when... But, did, but, to say, but to say that after just doing that, that's what I mean. No, I, I, I disagree. I think... Maybe the captain... What about if you have the person? option? I think if, if it's presented as an option of whether to kill or to defend... Um, and you have the option to defend, do it. I, I'm not I, saying what she did was wrong because I would have done the same thing. I'm just saying to say that line after I, is I, very, very hypocritical. I don't think it was hypocritical. I think it's, it's, uh, I think it's very much. Uh, well, I, is it because I, the weapon she had, she didn't have a choice. She didn't have a choice. I, th- I think when we're faced with defending ourselves uh, in a situation like that, we have every right to kill. I, I mean, but I am not. I I don't. I don't believe in the death penalty. Does, does that make me a hypocrite? I would kill someone if they were, you know, if I had to defend myself right. from 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 attack or from defending my family. I think I feel very justified in that. I. So, so you don't feel that if I, someone took a life, right? Because the person that didn't get a chance to defend themselves. They, they, the, the person that took their life is, capital it, punishment I think is, is a whole different story interesting um, I don't I think, think that's kind I of don't, critical, but I okay that's that's my opinion I I personally think if you and this comes from I mean this is my past right my my mother was murdered mm-hmm. so to me I I, uh, I think if, if you consciously take a life like that you forfeit yours okay that that's my I mean I, I, that's just, I mean, I, I, I'm a little weary of, 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 of talking to you. I mean, <laughs> I, well, you've got some, some, uh, some well, personal every, situation. Everything is built off of your own personal situation. So if, that's, if, that's where it comes from. Yeah. 
No, I'm not. I'm not saying like death penalty for someone who, you know, crashed a car and and ended up killing someone. I'm mm-hmm. saying you went out of your way and took a gun and shot someone with the intent to kill them. You forfeit your existence because there's no there's no redeeming from that. You you took someone's chance to live. So that's where to me it's like. I, I'm not saying this is as hypocritical and this isn't nearly as bad as what that was because I understand she had to get out of there. And, and some of the other people brought up the fact that, um, and I missed the line when they said it, but I, I caught it when I was reading it again. Um, almost like she's being, she's going to be a captive to help repopulate the civilization. So he's, you know, there was almost that context to it. So I understand yeah, and I and I I'm fully up for defending yourself. There's no no problem with that, um, you know. But that's to me, it was just kind of a hypocritical line. I, I, but I understand it. I think uh, I think Seth MacFarlane um, brought drew some of that from uh, um, Gene Roddenberry and his. That was something that he brought. He he said he he always appreciated the fact that they always had their weapons set to stun mm-hmm. when it wasn't about well and so okay so there's more. a difference too like maybe if she would have had the weapons that they had from their ship at the time she would have stunned the guy right I agree with that and, and that's and that's where I give her a break right. on it I, I, I do give her a yeah, break yeah maybe on I it. was bringing up capital punishment and I was bringing up something a little bit more uh, <laughs> but no no game, I mean but, that's but that's that's where this could go I mean that's really I mean it just it that's what this this is what we're talking about. that's I, why we're talking about it because it, it takes us places i have a, a you know i i believe that we have the right to defend ourselves and to and to take a life if that's what it, if that's right. what it, what it means i'm very supportive of of um you know the police when when they're faced with a situation where you know they got a car coming at them you take out you take out right. the driver it, it's it's you can defend yourself at 100% yeah, I, uh, but but I think once everything's settled and you're faced with having to make a, a judgment in, in, in a court of law on what to do with someone that's been uh, you see, know, in prison, me, I think it becomes a whole different story. And, and I, I don't... And I, see, for I me, I just... With, I look at that as like... Um, especially in cases where someone like goes through and, and kills multiple people. Yeah. Right? knowingly it's not an accident it's not like oh i i got i had emotions i you know mm-hmm. i went up and shot up a, a, a school or i shot up a building or i shot up a house right i killed multiple people why are we going to hold on to that i mean what's are we really thinking oh you know if they watch so much of this jelly you know sally jesse Raphael, all of a sudden they're going to be remorseful and, and we can put them back out in public no we're just spending tax money for them to sit Sit yeah. in a, a cell for forever. Yeah. It's it, so that's that's my thought. It's like, you, you know, we we have these laws that we we are all supposed to live by, and when we violate those laws intentionally, we give up the protections of them and stuff like that. That's just. But I mean, that's a whole, there's that's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, Anyways, this was a very uh, a more serious episode. They, it was. It was I, more serious than they've had on any of the others. I don't know if I found it very entertaining. Yeah, entertaining is the. I hate using that word. <laughs> it still made me me think about things, but but uh, um, 
but the other two episodes that we watched were had, well, they were much I think they were much better but but maybe that's because the humor wasn't there uh, there was more growth as far as yeah. Isaac he learned to well, comfort he even holds Claire's yeah. hand to try to well yeah he, he holds her hand at one point he holds the boy's hand yeah to help um, one of the the, the very end um, Isaac's talking to, to Dr. Finn and he's like your children are unruly disrespectful violent and highly unpredictable I find uh, I find I, I I'm quite fond of them and she says, welcome to the family. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it was definitely a, a growing. Uh-huh. But, I mean, that's that's his whole job is to observe um, the culture and the, and the people and everything. And this was a perfect thing for him to observe. So, yeah. I, I, it was a good, I mean, it was good for that. It was, it was a character building episode in a Star trek S type. Where they were on another planet, they don't. Not really a lot of social or political issues, um, which is kind of one of the first. I don't know. We kind of. I mean, they did. <laughs> well, I think we took them there, but um, that was stemmed off of one little one little word. But I think we went further than they did. Um, but it, it was okay. But yeah, it had less of the normal humor. Um, but yeah, not not the greatest episode, not the worst. Um, I didn't didn't not like it. But I, I I think I read that that it was an episode that got the most split, uh, you know, kind of polarized. Uh, uh, where the, a lot of the critics were really fond of it, but a lot of fans <laughs> were were against it. And it, and it's interesting because it doesn't have the humor. It's dealing with uh, unruly kids. It's it's much. Well, more I think that's why some people didn't like it. Is it, it was so hard to listen to and, and deal with them kids. It, it's like being in a restaurant and someone's sitting there with a table full of unruly kids and you're just like, why won't they shut them up? Yeah. Why won't they do something about their kids? And that's part of what it was. It was like, God, you just want to smack them. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get into this this uh, this episode nine here. Or, yeah, episode nine, Cupid's Dagger. Mm-hmm. Um, director is Jamie Babbitt. Um, I don't know much about her. Um, not really a lot of sci-fi, kind of just a lot of, a lot of different stuff. Um, yeah, nothing, uh, yeah, just kind of all over the board. Does a lot of, a lot of like one-offs, it looks like. Um, matter of fact, one of the ones I do notice is she was a director on, um, Russian Dolls, which was a, uh, suggestion for us to review, um, just very recently off our, our new Facebook okay. group. So, um, yeah, maybe that's one we'll have to check out. Russian Dolls. Which one is that? Is that... It's a, yeah, it's a new show. Um, I think it's on Netflix. I put it on the spreadsheet so we can check it out. But yeah, that was, that was one suggested to us to... I'm trying to think if that's one I've seen. Um, is it? I know, but we'll look at it. Anyways, so Cupid's Dagger. This is, uh, this is a throwback episode a little bit. Um... Because we get a. <laughs> well, this is so. Th- I watch. I, I think I watched this on Valentine's Day, which was a. <laughs> you know, it's it's very much about. Uh, <laughs> very much about love. <laughs> love. Uh, Cupid's dagger. Just so, if we weren't drinking beer, this is probably where I'd go with alcohol. There, there were a lot of different uh, alcoholic beverages brought up in this episode. There was uh, a Chardonnay that uh, that was in a bottle of rosé, but but Cupid's dagger is. Uh, is actually a drink on its own. Oh, really? Um, 
Yeah, uh, and I don't know if this this was something that I actually read online afterwards that they served the Cubits Dagger drink uh, during uh, season two, some season two premiere, and uh, the recipe is very much like an old fashioned, mm. which is okay. Um, an, an old fashioned is is a is a I think it's a rye whiskey with bitters and and but uh, the Cupid's Dagger is bourbon with bitters and a simple syrup and and to add uh, an orange slice of orange and some cherry uh, cherry garnish to go along with it which very much like a like an old fashioned or a, or a Manhattan style drink which uh, I'm a bourbon fan and, <laughs> and, and and so adding adding bourbon instead of the the rye is a is a big hit for me. So that probably if I, if I had some bourbon, I probably right. would have had that instead of the beer, just so I could call this out. <laughs> call this that. out, yeah. 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 yeah, no, it was it was definitely a, a, <laughs> a great episode to watch on the Valentine's weekend because of that. Um, so I'll give you a quick uh, uh, plot summary on this: uh, that Admiral Hawsby orders the Orville to act as a dip- diplomatic forum. In an attempt to settle an age-old war of the Federation's borders between the Navarian and the Beridians, which uh, each claim to have colonized uh, a world first, as they agree that whole paragraph. No, I'm just summarizing. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> as they agree to let the forensic uh, archaeologists settle the DNA of the el- of the eldest artifact found. All right, so this is where we get um, the kind of opening to um, the show. So. They're gonna the the Orville's picking up this this archaeologist right, and uh, so the shuttlecraft lands and and uh, Commander Grayson and and uh, uh, Mercer Captain Mar- Mercer start to go down there, and uh, Alara reads who the archaeologist is and she's like oh fuck she pulls a Mercer almost like Mercer when he <laughs> right. starts running off no 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 no, 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 no. right <laughs> that's kind of what she does I saw that too I was like yeah, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> So, anyways, they get down to the shuttle bay and they're they're opening the doors for the uh, archaeologists, and lo and behold, it's... lo and behold, <laughs> right? Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe, as our <laughs> did you did you say that? No, actually, okay. that was okay. that. I just pulled that out. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, Rob Lowe playing playing Derulio. Who knows Rob Lowe from? Yeah, Derulio was in the first okay. scenes of uh, of this whole uh, season. Um, he is the blue guy who is sleeping with. Right, uh, his, his introduction is Grayson. quite the quite uh, the climax. Yeah, of the <laughs> climax, right? <laughs> which which they they revisit uh, in, in to to maybe a quarter of the. Uh, yeah, it was the like effect of yeah, the, of the original like, uh, episode. So yeah, yeah it was kind of uh, it didn't work this time mm-hmm. as well as it did that the first episode. So yeah, Derulio is the blue guy who uh, Commander Grayson had cheated on or cheated with. Um, when she cheated on uh, Captain Mercer in the very beginning, he reminds me of a Teletubby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's because his head's a little big because of the yeah. head, the, the mask yeah. he's got. Oh, I think there's a purple Teletubby, and he's just kind of—he's just a happy-go-lucky kind guy. Kind of the way he moves around, kind of happy-go-lucky. Well, it's not like a Blue Man Group where he's a little bit more serious. They never which... had him say anything in the very beginning, so we didn't really <laughs> get anything. So yeah, he seems like a just. A, if he didn't have the connotation from the beginning, you could see this would be like, oh, this could be a cool guy to be, you know. Yeah. And so, 
as it all plays out. Uh, but, but before we even get introduced to him, we get the karaoke. Uh, oh, the scene. opening scene. Which, which. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's, so that starts it all off. Because this whole episode has a lot of musical references. Okay. And so right <laughs> off the bat, we've got, uh, we've got uh, Journeys, uh, Any Way You Want It being... Yeah, being, sung by uh, Grayson. Yes. Commander Grayson. Which she actually sang, and I heard she yeah. had to have a few drinks to, oh, did to sing that. And, oh, that's hilarious. And uh, she was like, she didn't want to sing at all, and uh, Seth MacFarlane... Convinced her that she could do, you know, she could pick a journey song, and she. I think there's an interview online that says she was drunk while she was doing That's that. That's hilarious. <laughs> which, which is awesome. So then, the next up, we got Boris. Boris. <laughs> now this, the, this Commander. has got to be a recurring gag. The fact that he got so close to singing. I don't think it okay. is. All right. The, um, the way play, they play oh it. my god, it's so great though. But yeah, he's going <laughs> to... There is a lot of... I'm just looking out. There's a lot of music in this. Um, Here's one of my connections, too. I can, right. We, we go. So he's going to sing... Oh, God, I can't remember what it was. Oh, I do. I oh, you, down right you here. get it. You get it. Yeah. Okay. So um, so here's a fun one. This One of the things that I'm trying to do with with this podcast is draw connections to, to things outside of, of the episode. Um, and... Uh, and in, in this one, he starts singing uh, "My Heart Will Go On," right. which is the, the the theme from Titanic. Um, and that's right. There was uh, so, and the music kicks in, and you think it, it's the Titanic music, and he's just about to go, and that's when you get a call from the admiral. Yes, and who plays the admiral? Um, I did. I I saw this. He is. Uh, I don't know his name offhand, but Victor he, Garber. That's it. And he was in Titanic. Yes. And that's yeah. why I knew Someone him from. Someone brought that up. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Someone brought that up. In the, in the I don't know if that was just a nod to that or, or I don't know or if what, it was. But, I, but I, the best part about Bordis getting ready to sing is Malloy starts to cheer at one point And he's like, <laughs> don't be silent! Like, yells at like And like, everybody just shuts their fucking up. Like, oh, damn. It's so funny. Sorry for yelling if that came across really loud in your... You peeped the audio a little I bit. I probably did. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. But that's how the episode went. It was really fucking funny. <laughs> Um, if you watch no other episodes of Orville, but you can watch just that first five minutes of this, that scene alone is worth it. <laughs> just because of that is so funny. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Then they get that's when they get the orders to to play uh, the 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 go betweens on this um, right. negotiation, and that's where yeah. And then we get Derulio, and so right off the bat. <laughs> Uh, it really sets off uh, Captain Mercer and really puts a, a, a divide between him and Commander Grayson. Right. Yes. Yeah, because we know their history. Right. And, uh, and he's there to try to mediate this thing. And right. And so I can't remember where they go, but right off the bat, like... They go to the elevator. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, it's another... Because that becomes a recurring thing. Yeah, theme. the music... Well, but the, that's the point where he's trying to say something, you know, to her, and she's like, "Just keep it down." She's like, "Why do you not want everybody to hear that you slept with?" And, <laughs> and so he definitely is—he's uh, not happy about it. No, no. Well, he's—he's he's emotionally triggered, you know. Yeah, that's—I mean, he was married to this woman. That's... Yeah. So yeah, we get the elevator scene. And we talk to the guy, and he's like, yeah. "The guy in the elevator looked like uh, uh, the Martian from Mars Attacks." Right, the big head. The big head. He actually yeah. plays quite a bit. Uh, oh, is he an actor? That okay. Well, that 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 
character comes back several times. Um, yeah, but he comments about how quiet it is on the right on the elevator. Exactly. It's, you know, so it's, it's music. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we should get some really music. That out. Yeah. He's like soundtrack to our lives. It's like he's making some. Matter of fact, he's in a couple early. Matter of fact, I think he only shows up in the elevator or the bar. Oh, okay. Like he's he was in other episodes where he shows up in the elevator too. Does he? Okay. Yeah, I think he's in with Grayson again in the elevator. Malloy, one of them. You mean on this episode? No, no, earlier episodes. Earlier, I don't remember from earlier. Okay. He's in one of them at least. Um, So yeah. Anyways, he. uh, we get off that, and then uh, Kelly's talking. T- she's she takes uh, Delrilio. She's walking him to his his quarters or wherever it is, and they he walks right through Yafit. Yep. And then <laughs> he's like, "Oh, sorry." And you got Yafit's got these flowers on the ground and a guitar, and you're like, "What the hell?" And so he pulls himself back together. And I love this part. He's there's like a little bit of Yafit left on his knee. He's like, "Yeah, just put that anywhere." And he reaches in. He's He's like putting it inside. He's like, just you don't got to find the G spot. Just anywhere will do. It's like, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then he goes off, and um, Delrilio and and Captain Grayson are go back. I think it's his to his quarters or to the to the where he's going to be working. Can't remember where it was. And she's trying to tell him that hey, there's going to be nothing between us. And then all of a sudden, he kind of throws on the charm, and you can see it kind of working on her. Like she flips a little, like. She, you can see the flip in her, like, oh, I'm not going to do anything with you. This is going to be all professional. And all of a sudden, he says something. Oh, well, when he flicks, she, yeah. yeah, he flicks, he moves her hair over, and then all of a sudden, she's like, oh, well, hi, how you doing? Kind of, it, it's definitely a, a distinction that that shows, right? And, are, are we going to wait until we talk about what's going on? Hi, I think we should. Okay, okay. So, Doctor. Dr. Finn is, <laughs> is uh, approached by uh, Yafit. Um, he, he, he shows up in, at the doctor's office. I think in that, yeah. And he's trying, he brings her the flowers and he sing, and gives her the flowers. And then he also sings a Ramon song, I Want to Be Your Boyfriend, to try to seduce her. So there's another musical reference. <laughs> nice. Um, and uh, which is just ridiculous. Here's this blob. And, and she's, she's very thoughtful, but says look you know he's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out there i'm only gonna ask yeah. you know but i'm not taking no for the answer and she's like well that's the only answer yeah. you're gonna get I, I thought her her reaction to him was was right on it's like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say no and 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 that's the way it is and and he dealt with it yeah that was the way it was but you didn't get a sense that that she was wavering at all no it was like matter of fact yeah and then uh I don't remember where it goes after that exactly. I think oh, I think the um that's when the um the landing parties for the two the two delegates show up and Grayson is supposed to be down there and she doesn't she's a no show. Right, because she ends up with uh with <laughs> Drulio. Right, well the, the captain gets down there and and Ayara's trying to to separate them, and she went. She's like, it went from zero to hostile in no time, and and uh, there's a bunch going on between them. And then he gets them all settled and gets them off to their their separate areas. And then he goes to find her, and he walks in again on Grayson and Dorilio in bed, and that's where you get the whole splooge scene again, right? Which t- didn't have nearly the effect. No, it didn't work. 
yeah, it was almost like, ugh, didn't need it. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. I was like, oh. I, I totally agree. I thought I thought it was trying to play a joke twice. And <laughs> the funny part about me too is is I looked at that and I went, fuck, now you just got to clean them sheets. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am shade too, right? How do you get blue out of the <laughs> Um. <clears throat> so yeah, then it blows up even more. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, eventually... I don't have as good notes on this one, so well, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, and my notes don't go over the narrative as much. I just kind of pull out what I, what I yeah. find. And my, my next notes are all about uh, Mercer starting to get a little yeah, bit so taken I, with. I think what happens then is he, he, he goes to talk to Derulio about... Oh, so each one, each uh, they each go to their prospective... Uh, Boyfriend, girlfriends, and, uh, you know, uh, Mercer confides in... Uh, Malloy? Malloy. He, he, he's, like, frustrated. What the hell's going yeah, yeah, yeah. on? And 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 then uh, Grayson goes to... Uh, Anara. Anara. And is like, I don't know what happened. I, I got all seduced. They, they start talking to their yeah, yeah. to their closest friends and trying to defend them, their actions. Right. And that's when Mercer says, I'm just going to tell him he's got to leave. He's got to right. get out of here. This is ridiculous. Yeah. So he goes and he's, he, he goes and finds him in the workspace where he's like, he's supposed to be looking at, at this, this pot, apparently, this big uh, urn kind of thing. He's trying to find the, the genetic code in it, whatever. And so, uh, yeah, so he's in there giving him kind of the third degree, and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden he kind of flips and does the whole same thing. And I don't remember what he t- must have touched him at some point, but yeah, he does the same thing. He kind of goes, oh, and then all of a sudden he's, he's kind of making eyes, and and then he, this is a, this is something if you've watched Family Guy and watched Stewie when he does the whole getting ready to leave, and he's like looking back, and oh yeah, the the whole flirting thing. Stewie does this all the time in Family Guy. It's it's fucking hilarious. Seth MacFarlane was brilliant. I thought I thought this performance was award worthy. The way he flips and become just takes on that whole persona. Maybe he's done it in Family Guy. He's I, done it so many times okay. in Family Guy. That's why it's it's like right when he does it, you're like, oh, okay, Stewie. <laughs> he's got the countenance that really, yeah. that really, uh, you know, the smile and the and the bright, yeah, the, the bright eyes that that just really go along. Yeah, with it does a great it's job. So innocent and and loving, and it's so funny. That's just totally cash. Yeah, Bru- he's very Bruve. <laughs> uh, I didn't know why I just said that. I, I, yeah, <laughs> you know, he's he's questioning what he. It reminded me of um, uh, I love you, man. Right. Uh, what's the the movie? Um, one of the actors is always making up words, and I don't know why I oh, said that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ant Man, whoever plays Ant Man, <laughs> Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, thank you. Yeah, but he, yeah, and I love you, man. He's he's he says, oh, that's that's so uh, partial. He does a great. You know, job he comes up with these crazy words, yeah. and and uh, and the other he's that kind of actor. Him. He's got that that kind of just normal guy. Like hanging out, kind of, yeah, yeah, and that—that's what this kind of reminded me of. Yeah, but uh, but I thought Seth MacFarlane was was so funny. In this. So yeah, so then he's supposed to meet him at the 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 bar that right. night for a date. He goes shows up and Kelly's there, and the cat fight between those two is so fucking funny. It is literally like like literally you could tell they're both trying to get get Derilio, and it's just, I mean, right off the bat, uh, Commander Grayson Kelly is like he's not even into your type. <laughs> 
You don't know that. <laughs> but he he has the whole before he goes to the bar uh, to meet him. He's he's meeting with the he, he goes back to his friend and their buddies and they're you know they're talking. To, he's getting ready. He's, oh yeah, yeah. He's got the. Oh, he's got the. What do you think of this jacket? Yeah, what do you think of this jacket? Do you, uh, uh, and and what what is uh, what does he say? He says, "I'm confused. Do you want a bang, Darrell? Right. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, there there is a line later too. I think uh, Malloy is talking to the the crew on the bridge. And Isaac pops out. Is is the captain, uh, or is Derilio inside the captain? And Malloy's like, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, Grayson calls calls uh, Mercer on, and he's like, "These are your stupid moves. Yeah, you, you use them on me, right?" <laughs> yeah. Well, I love it though when they're sitting down and she's telling a story, like you know, like you do when you're out drinking or whatever with your friends. And she's going along, and, and Mercer's like, "Oh!" And then she does it like, like yeah. this, speed it up, kind of. <laughs> so you obviously get a sense that something's amiss yeah. with with the fact that that uh, Captain Mercer is so um, in love with Julia. Yeah, which is a real flip. And also, Doctor Doctor Finn has. Well, we didn't even touch that yet. No, yeah, but he she's she's in. Well, the, so <laughs> that's the cool, like Yafit gets this knock. He's the, 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 we open up to Yafit in his his quarters, right. right? And he and he gets this knock on the door, and he opens it up, and it's 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 a shoe up shot, right, up right. the legs of the doctor in this like out on the town dress, like yeah. a, dressed up, like hair done, yeah. And I don't remember what she says, but she's just got the sexy eyes for Yafit. And she and he's like, oh well, fuck, yeah, come on my, in. My, my first impression at that point was that this must be uh, uh, a holodeck. That oh, <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought, oh, yeah, it's on the holodeck, yeah, doing some sort of oh, being sick, yeah. But uh, but no, it turned out yeah. that it was well. It was so real. and then he goes in and and they sit down. And there's like a it's like a big square basin thing. It's like it's my bed. What's that? <laughs> She's like, well, that's my bed. And he just flattens out in it <laughs> like a pool. I'm like, oh, that's funny. Um, I, thought the, the, I thought the the picture joke, the picture right is like oh is that your mom well it, it was but it's also we uh, reproduced through mitosis my, mitosis so it's my mom and my brother no it used to be my mom now it's, it's me my and my brother, brother. yeah <laughs> right. right yeah that's pretty funny and he got all the looks <laughs> um, so yeah that was that was good but then they uh, they cut back and the 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 delegates are fighting again and Alara's trying to deal with all this and. She's looking for everybody, and she ends up trying to find the doctor. And she ends oh up. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> this is such a, a awkward scene. Yeah. She opens the door. I guess it's to the med bay because the, the doctor's office in the med room. Yeah, yeah. The med bay. Yeah. And it's basically the doctor inside of Yafit. <laughs> it's like basically Yafit is her shoulders down. Yeah. Which and looks like she's encased in jello. Right? Yeah, and she's just <laughs> writhing like like. Uh, <laughs> and and Alara has the best. She just like ah! like this. Like what the hell this am I is- seeing? Yeah, it was like funny. Uh, so she goes running off. Um, and well, they- that's when she approaches Derulio uh, and confronts him and says, "What the hell is going on?" Right, and then he also he admits that that they he he's in his heat. species. Yeah, when he's in heat, um, puts out a pheromone. Uh, with touch that that yeah yeah it's yeah and so you if if you were paying attention at the very beginning 
uh, Drulio uh, shakes hands with both uh, Mercer and um, and uh, Grayson. Grayson. Um, and but I thought it wasn't until the touch. So I didn't either. But but I, I double checked and sure enough he shakes both their hands because but, but she the, doesn't flip until the she touch does on the not cheek. flip until the touch and the he cheek. doesn't flip until something happens in the room later well so it must be it must be a there, second touch maybe maybe so or he didn't but, go into heat right but away. I thought the I thought the whole uh, you know when when uh, Derulio takes the hair and pushes yeah. it away. That was where I, I thought, oh, that's the Cosby move. That's where, that's where, <laughs> that's where he, because he knows exactly what he's doing. He's in heat. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to make it, and that's when you see the change so, in her either. So, you know, I'm going to give her the Quaalude and... It's funny you said Cosby because I was like, could you imagine if they had Bill Cosby play Derilio? <laughs> oh my God. Because it is like a date rate drug. <laughs> I mean, it would be totally wrong, but... I was like, uh, did you ever see uh, the Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. Do you remember the Quaalude scene when he takes some Quaaludes and he's going out to the Lamborghini and he's trying to get to the Lamborghini and he's like crawling and he finally, I mean, it takes him forever to get to it. And then he, and then he drives the Lamborghini and you actually see it. You watch, watch the driving happen and he gets there and he does something. And then later you find out that that was all completely uh in his brain in his brain because the lamborghini is completely totaled <laughs> and everything is a mess but the power of quaaludes and what they can do uh so so yeah that's 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 cosby using quaaludes and now <laughs> but but here we're we're talking um Drulio doing doing it well, and 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 it's true i mean he knows what he's up to so well, that's that's where it got really awkward is he knew and then they're saying that, well, why did it affect the doctor? Well, because he walked through Yafit. It got right. on the... He stepped on Yafit. And he actually... Because it wasn't one... And he it touches Yafit. Because he picks it up off... Or, yeah, he picks up Yafit off of himself and puts it back in. And they were saying that it doesn't affect Yafit because of whatever being he is. But it got on the flowers that he gave to the doctor. Right. So Yafit's still a little like, whoa, I'm surprised you're after me. He didn't yeah. get... He didn't get... He get he, but, but she... But he got the bonus from right. it. <laughs> right. Uh, one of the things that uh, Drulio says, he says, he says, culture. Uh, he says, my culture. It's considered rude <laughs> to, to turn down sex. sex. Right. Which, which is interesting. It's almost like they're trying to give a cultural uh, uh, excuse. So that's that's where, when when it's all said and done, this is where it's kind of it's kind of cringy. Yeah. It it, it it's really a creepy. It's 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 little rapey. And so that's where I mean it's a it, it is a fun episode if you can put that side of it away. If you can I turn, don't I don't I don't think you need to put that side of that away. I think I think we're addressing it. No, and no, but what I mean is it, it's a very fun episode. Like if you don't yeah. think about like if you if you put that connotation on it, then it's like ooh, I'm I'm really this is a fun episode and I'm, and it's creepy because of that. But I mean, it, it, it's one of the funner episodes and just laughs. And I got, I got another song. They go back because <laughs> they keep going back into the elevator and finally, right. Back yeah. And, and, and they, the guy's got the music playing. Yeah. It's a, it's a Bobby gold Goldsboro song called the straight life. 
And this is when this is when Mercer's like head over heels for Drulio, and right. the line is leaving the straight life behind, going on in oh, the background God. when he's talking about how, how he's how he's all about well, he's that's, all about Drulio. So that's the thing is 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 yeah. So right now uh, this is when Alara's going all crazy, and and Mercer. They the um, the two delegates are at each other's throats, right. and they bring in their their uh, warships, and all of a sudden they're actually getting ready to fight, and they cut to Durilio's room. Oh my god! And Mercer's like, oh, like they're both naked. They're, apparently they're, they're, in what's bed. The, what's the uh, Austin Powers scene where every every there's obstacles yeah. in front of the genitalia, <laughs> so you, all you see. I don't think it gets. I don't think it's that. But it's it's. It was close. enough to where it's like, oh, they got that little obstacle right in front yeah. of his. <laughs> but just him rolling over in the bed, like, oh, when are you coming back? And, and he's yeah. got that smile. He's so enamored <laughs> yeah. with Derulio. It's so. Funny. So yeah, it's very interesting in that. And then they cut to Grayson, and she's listening to Carol King <laughs> crying in her room. Yeah, she's crying. <laughs> Because she lost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then the then the ships start firing on each other. And then it's like, oh shit, okay. And then so Alara, I think she gets, she figures it out with the doctor, because um, the doctor after she walks in on Yafit and the doctor, the doctor comes out. Well, she con- yeah, she cr- confronted Derulio. And yeah. Tells- and then and they find out, and then so what they end up doing, uh, long and short of it, is get the the two delegates. <laughs> they they get them infected towards each other, right? And then they fall in love, and then. Call off their ships. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. The nurse said the only problem was trying to get them to shake hands, but that was another thing they never actually said how they got them to shake hands, right? To touch each other. And I, I was, I was curious. I, so yeah, that was kind of cool. But and then the interesting thing is, is so he uh, the the pot that they found that they were trying to that's the artifact, the oldest artifact. It was a birthing vassal or whatever they call it, and so he found uh, DNA. Of both. Oh right. So right. that 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 they. So they both sh- had a claim to the. Yeah, planet. they both had a claim to a planet, and then their their two leaders basically love each other. Yeah. And well, I thought it, it was good that they at least realized what do we do now because it's going to wear off in a couple of days. That's kind of what they well, and but that's where they say well they both have they both have ties to it so maybe they can get along yeah. maybe they can find a way so yeah it it ended rather abruptly with that and kind of like very short fat like. Like all the buildup is really just the whole pheromone deal, right? Right. Not really the delegate thing, and then it ends. They they tie that up really quick. So this is more about dealing with the Dorilio thing, which the cool part about this is it really sets up because um, Grayson confronts Dorilio. Yeah, in front of Mercer. Yeah, so when we were together, you were probably in heat, and he admits, yes, I probably was. He says, maybe. Yeah. And I thought the way he said it was was well played. It was, it still created some doubt, but he, it was almost like he was going to give it to her. Mm -hmm. Like, for the betterment of the two of them. I didn't take it as that. Well. I took it as like, yes. Okay. Like, no, no, no qualms about it. Yes, I probably was. Yeah. Like, not like, maybe you probably really did like me. So, um, yeah, I think I think it ended well. It, it had a lot of funny... This was one of the funnier ones, I think, in, in a lot of the cases. Kind of silly. Kind of yeah, silly. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
you're right, Mercer. Uh, Seth MacFarlane did a great job in acting in this. <laughs> he was so he was just like a kid in heat, you know. Yeah. Uh, like and puppy it, dog. It had some of the cringiest things, like Yafit in the and the Doctor. Right. Oh my god! It's, it, it's it, you feel uncomfortable watching it, but it's, it's funny. funny because you know the episode eight where she, you know it's a serious episode about about her and her kids and stuff. Yeah. And and cut to the next episode, <laughs> and here she is screwing a Jello, a you know, <laughs> Yafit. Um, so yeah, it, it was a good episode. And, um, again, not really social. Um, I think we've gotten to the end of. I don't think we see the next three episodes end out the season, and they end on a, a cliffhanger for kind of, um, which really comes back in the second second season, which is kind of cool. Okay, um, but I don't remember too many social things. Okay. But then again, I didn't pick up on him the first time like I'm picking up on him now. Maybe I've grown. Maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's seeing him again. Maybe it's, you know, reviewing him with you that makes me think more. I don't know. Well, it's um, funny because, you know, you've been getting a lot of of your insights from things online of what yes. people have said. And you could you could watch an episode that has absolutely zero social commentary, but you go to the Internet and look at their take on it. Their take. But, I mean, the comments... And you're gonna find you're gonna yeah. find things that are gonna. I see a little bit on my own, but I like I like hearing what other people have to say because I want to know kind of what triggers other people. Not because I'm looking for things to trigger people, but just just because I guess I'm not triggered by as much mm-hmm. um, or completely different things. I mean, uh, things that do set me off are different, um, but I like just to see what people are, what they're liking, what they're not liking, and and and. It, it brings up what I think about it. Yeah. It gives, it gives me a good avenue to get into how I see it. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, with that, I think we're kind of covered this. Um, I know those last two episodes weren't covered nearly as good as the first one. <laughs> um, and uh, I blame them on not being as good as the first two or the, the first two, the first one being better than the second two. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Um, we got a po- we got a Facebook group that yeah. we created. How 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 he sees it. Yeah. Um, that I'm gonna try to post some of the references we we made because I you know when we, when we're talking about these things, the review is secondary to just where our conversation goes. And sometimes we talk about things that don't directly relate, but might be worth taking a look at. And yeah. So I'm gonna see if I can pull some of those out of my notes post some references on that group that might uh, interest people Um, because that's what I like about this stuff. It's like, you know, you watch, you watch these episodes. Yeah. They're, they're fun. They're silly. They're good. They're bad, whatever, but, but they make you think about something else. Right. And, and and sometimes that connection is, is what, what well, and I think that's what we're going to do with all of these is, is it's not just a basic critic review of a show. It's, it's more of how we see what happens in it. And, and where it takes us. Um, we're going to add some, some co- content to this. We're going to do our six degrees of separation or six, six degrees of season. season. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, what that is, is it's, it's where, what did it make you think of? Where did it take you? Um, we actually came up to that uh, with that name when we were doing a, a, a pairing over at uh, Fog Belt, which yeah. was a bacon and beer pairing, and so yes. I don't I don't think this was quite why we came up with it. But if you think about it, the six degrees of Kevin, Kevin Bacon. bacon. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, if you're hearing this, it means you're probably part of uh, the Facebook group, and I want to thank you guys for that. Um, uh, really 
love the support. Also, um, if you're also hearing this, that means you've stuck around for however long we've been doing this. Yeah. You actually got the end. <laughs> um, <laughs> please uh, make sure you, you go on there and let us know what you think. Um, that's the only way we can get better. I mean, not the only way. Hopefully, we'll get better on our own. But it helps if you guys uh, let us know what we did great, what we did. Upvote or downvote, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, I can't take 10,000 downvotes. I don't got that kind of popularity. Uh, I don't have a dog anymore. Sorry. Um, so, uh, but yes, please let us know. Um, also, let us know what you want us to review. Uh, it doesn't have to be just shows, movies. Uh, we, we'll do books. Uh, we'll do sports. We'll do whatever whatever you think you can come up. We'll, we'll try and find a way to review it. Um, music. Uh, anything. I'm, I'm at this point. I'm, I'm open to trying whatever you guys want us to do, because uh, this podcast is more for us to bullshit and talk and hang out. But we want to make sure it's it's worth something to everybody else. So we want to know what you guys want to hear. Um, with that, I also started an email. It's how we seize it um, at Gmail, and that's seize as yeah. S- it's 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 seized with three e's and a z. Um, we'll get into the threes at some point. Yeah, three. We'll, we'll talk about the threes at some point, but it's how period we period C's three E's and a Z period it at gmail.com. I'll put that on the Facebook. Um, like I said, you guys are probably all there. Um, also, uh, if you can't get access, just let me know and I'll make sure that we figure it out. All right. Uh, so that's it for how we seize it. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>